Hey, what's up, guys? Here we go again. Welcome to Chat Grappling Cheap Hops with me, JB, and I'm going to do it again. It's Mr. No Hats, No Trainers, the Raz Prince of wrestling podcasts, and the best Chris in all of wrestling podcasts, Mr. Chris Dredd. Chris, how are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm excited. We have got a fucking cracking week coming up. This interview has been a long time coming as well. The return, not of the Mac, but of someone <laughs> who we have had on before and is an amazing guest. And for these times of what's going on, if you follow us on Twitter and you see what's been going on, you'll see that uh, this gentleman has uh, been commenting on our stuff and, and actually got involved and just, you know, he actually, I mean, we we wanted him back on again. We said course, last time and he actually has um, accepted our invitation. So we are fucking gassed to have him. And yeah, I'm gassed, bruv. Like, there's a lot going on in wrestling, man. A lot of shit going on. Always is, man. It's never quite a week in wrestling, is there? Never. Um, as it so happens, it, you know, the Royal Rumble is right around the corner. There's so much to do, so much to watch, so much to see, you know. We're finding more and more apps to watch wrestling on every day. <laughs> I know the done though, you know what I mean? <laughs> and to top it all off, the mighty Spurs took a bit of a dicking this weekend. Bruv, do you know what I mean? The fact that you wore that shirt, and as soon as you turned the camera and I was like, bruv, you're just taking the piss, fam. Like, yes. come on, blood. Come I, uh, on, blood. I did text, I messaged Chris after the game saying, still love you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if we're going to talk football for a minute, we didn't deserve it, bro. Disgusting. No, you, you know what I mean? We didn't deserve it. We ain't. We didn't have no bollocks. I'm, I've been saying Conti out for a little while anyway. Ooh, his style, his style don't suit it, it, the players. You know what I mean? I am. Um, I was in conversation with a good friend of this show, Mister Matt Diamond Dennis, the King of Swing. He, uh, another he was, fucking gooner. Yeah, he was messaging me, and like we were both saying that this Tottenham team have not turned up yet. No, and they would they would get a bollock in at half time, and they'd come out swinging, and they didn't really. Yeah. So we didn't deserve it, bruv. At the end of the day, you got old hands up and go, "We were shit." Yeah, was it? You come to our place and give us a fucking dick in. My ass is still hurting. Were you there? No. It was me that tried to kick your keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Some. Lookalike from the in-betweeners managed yeah. to evade what little security there was to kick the goalkeeper after the game, which is tragic. You know? you know, he should have got Daniel Garcia or Jacob Fatoud. That's what it looked like, though. He, he, should, like... Have, he should have got steamrolled. You know what I'm saying? You know? He should have got fucking pummeled. But anyway, nah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, football aside, man, we fucking, you know, we, we have been, we've been pondering what's going on in the wrestling world. Um, and we have this week, we have two special guests who are going to help us make sense of the madness. And oh boy. Oh boy, indeed, bro. Yeah. Um, I'm almost certain this, that this episode will not be safe for work. So <laughs> stick your headphones on, listen to it or watch it on a train. Yeah. Do what you got to do. And whilst you're doing what you got to do, we're doing what we got to do. It's that time of year. That's right. <laughs> it's time to upgrade or renew your VPN. Why not do it with Surfshark? That's right. For 83% off 
a year's worth of Surfshark with an extra, what was it? Three months. Three months. Extra three yep. months. Plus antivirus software. Hit the link down below if you're watching us. I'm sure the link is also in the descriptions for the for the listeners. Right. Um, where you will get your wonderful deal with Surfshark. Don't delay. Don't Do delay. Do it now. Prote- do it now. <laughs> Protect yourself. Protect your online um dealings. You yes. know, VPNs are a must nowadays. Cyber criminals, they want your details, they want to steal your identity. They um, want to be you. Them- they want to be you. They want to be you. Don't let them do it. VPN is what you need. Surfshark 83% off in three free months. Get into it. Go to the link below, type in the promo code GRAPPLE, and we will be extremely happy. You will be extremely happy. And Domas at Surfshark will also be happy that we have done a ad read without any double entendres or anything untoward. Yes, we managed not to reference anything <laughs> terrible. That's I'm, right. I'm yeah. thrilled. <laughs> so that one's for you. So yes, thank you for that. That is yeah, Domas at Surfshark. That was for you, bro. Um, okay. As always, shout out to Ireland all day long. You keep us happy. On Sundays. Yeah, you keep us happy, um, and we try and keep you happy by throwing out like extra episodes in the middle of January. You know, mm-hmm. it's fucking freezing out there. Stay indoors. Watch us instead. You know what I'm saying? And this one's gonna warm you up though. This week is going to warm them up, yeah. Trust me, it's getting hot. So, with that in mind, we're going to take a quick break, which is so quick, it's going to be a blink and we're back. But we'll see you in a second. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast. I am Chris Dredd, here with my main man, JB, and we have returning... Uh, a fantastic guest that we've had on before. We've been waiting to get him on again. Uh, he is the uh, wrestling informer. He's from lockbetting.com and he is just the all-round top fella. We're just glad to have him on to talk about what the fuck is going on in wrestling right now. Mr. Billy Barty. Thanks for joining us again, Bill. Yeah, no worries, guys. Uh, just, just off the top, um, wrestling informer is going to be actually moving to its own YouTube channel. So yes. we'll still promoting it on um, on keeping it 100 and whatnot and I'll still be doing the news there as well it's just that um, the guy who runs their YouTube channel is very very difficult to work with um, very very paranoid about monetization um, I don't make my money primarily in wrestling I make it from lock betting I do wrestling um, but initially it was just talking about wrestling for fun and then we got a news element going about um, nine years back turned out I was more accurate than everybody who claims to do this professionally, whilst I do it as a hobby. That just that's just how it's ended up happening. It's just statistical fact at this point that I get more things right than the people who are credited by the shit sheets more than me, or or, or I'm not credited at all. But um, but yeah, so because of those difficulties and because of we, me and my colleague Cav, we would we would sit there for an hour and ten. We go into different subjects. We 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 would we would then talk about various things, and we'd end up with a show that was cut down to forty five minutes. Uh, we did an interview with Brad Shepherd. You can appreciate was is very controversial, like myself in some people's eyes, and we did an incredible two hours that went up as fifty one minutes. And I just thought, fuck it, like I don't want to be censored anywhere. So um, I will take the hits on my on 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 a, on a new YouTube. Uh, if it gets demonetized, 
cancelled strikes whatever i don't care as i would rather do things i don't want to i'm not that i'm not that hungry for money uh, i have it so i can now um be in a position where i talk about wrestling and and, and other things as much as i want and say what i want to say without being censored so even here look, this is not my show and i am wary of not saying anything that gets you cancelled or kicks you off or whatever Give but a fuck, man. Bro. Honestly, we, we we literally we we don't do this for money either. That's the thing. Right. Like we we both grafters. Like, I mean, I've got my own business. George's doing doing well. You know what I mean. So at the end of the day, like we don't give a fuck, man. We and this is what pissed me off as well, slightly because I do listen to you on keeping it one hundred, and mm. I do listen to the clips and stuff like that. But it, I mean, they are they do seem to kind of even cut out words like you know swear words and stuff, and it's like I'm I'm almost certain that you're not going to get your YouTube taken away for saying fuck shit bollocks and, and stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure why they worry a lot about that, but um, yeah. yeah it's, it's frustrating at times because um, they, they took a show off Russo. Um, well, my, 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 you know, once I, uh, me, me and Russo had a disagreement about something which has been very much blown out of proportion for what it was about. Um, because I said to, it was simply a case of, we, we're getting a lot of stuff right. So I, I felt like that Vince should start doing more with it, should start kind of um, not celebrating it necessarily, but using it, utilising it to bring more traffic over to his site. And he actually said to me at the time, I don't want these, I don't need more people. I'm happy with how many people that I have. Um, it's going to bring in the wrong type of people. You know, once you Jesus. start, once start getting quoted in the dirt sheets and, and things then then you know you start you start attracting the wrong type of people we're a small family here and um everybody who you know listens to us is, is a supporter and i didn't like that initially uh because it was just like i need i i, I always feel that i don't want to be standing still because i always want want to grow wherever i am but now i've moved over to the wider audience i kind of get his point because it's it's a lot of people who are waiting for you to be wrong or just want to blindly disagree with you. Like just because maybe I've come, well, I probably I definitely have come into people's like eyesight for the first time via, via K100, but they're, they're ready already to, 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 to jump on you. They, they already feel like, Oh, you don't belong in here because you didn't wrestle in WCW in the mid nineties. And they're, they're the only people who we want to, we want to hear from, but it's like, if this, if one guy, if Russo took me on, and Disco, Disco wanted me after I was available to come onto Conan's. And Conan said yes on the basis of my success rate and percentage. And obviously, uh, and percentage of being right and, and another ambition to kind of evolve K100 into this kind of men's magazine where they would start talking more about things like sports and gambling and, and, and women and all areas but from reality TV. Um, and being a club promoter and, and other things I've previously done, I, I fit in well over there. But I don't necessarily feel that they have that. I don't think the audience is as cool as the podcast wants to be at the moment. I think it's in a transitional period where um, they need to bring in, you know, where those people. There are definitely some. I I, I was at the Brookfair's um, last match in Nashville, and I and I met a lot of listeners and a lot of people like me. And I'm not saying if you don't like me, you're a loser. That's not what I'm saying at all. You can you can be a very successful, cool person and still not like me. That that's that's highly possible. But it's this whole sitting online, same name, same faces, like picking out, nitpicking at every single thing you do, um, putting timestamps 
on 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 YouTube channels when we're trying to have um, conversations uh, that that aren't just getting straight down to the news. Any kind of banter, any kind of joking around, um, any kind of conversations about which women we do or don't find attractive that are in wrestling at the moment. Things that we've always enjoyed talking about on our show. Uh, it's immediately like they'll timestamp when the news starts for each other, and then there'll be you know seven seven to ten other dickheads just thanking that guy for putting the timestamp in so that uh, we they don't hear anything else that we're talking about or um, we don't get our ads in or our plugs or anything like that. So yeah, it's just, it's just, it's that kind of shit, but it's symptomatic of the community. Like this community right now is not cool. Um, it's not, it's not a cool community. They, they've, as um, when I talked to Nick Aldis, he has a term called the, the gatekeepers. And these are the these are the gatekeepers. So you've got your Meltzers and your Satins and your Saps, who are the who are the journalists. And then you've got the people underneath who who like to tail those journalists and are like minded with those journalists. And they essentially will always stop casual fans from from coming in, or will be the ones that push casual fans away. So you kind of have these gatekeepers here. They don't let new people kind of. Um, enjoy this whatever would attract new people be it the if the rock's there for mania season or be it that they've taken an interest to roman reigns or be it that they'll they'll watch when cena's on or logan paul i don't think that these people will be able to transition to become fans because of the gatekeepers who the product is written for i mean triple h is so obsessed with being paul Heyman, um with the whole uh, way that he booked nxt and then bringing all these nxt people back in that this product won't evolve man, while you continue to book for these for these niche people and these niche people are the ones, you know, sitting at home in basements, writing negative comments on YouTube and whatnot. So um, it, it is a bit, it is a bit difficult. So I, I feel like, by long story short, by moving over to our own channel, they have absolutely no excuse. Then, I mean, at the moment, I mean, there's a saying that Conan says, like, when I'm on a porn, when I'm on a porn site, I don't, I don't complain, I don't like gay porn, so I don't watch it. Like, I don't go onto the gay porn scenes on Pornhub. And start writing comments about how it shouldn't be here because it, it's there. But <laughs> it, it seems like when these guys go onto a YouTube channel, when you've got Conan's videos there and Disco's videos there and, and all kinds and all kinds of guests and whatnot, they decide to stop on my my video, which is clearly my video because anything news related is, and, and and make their comments and criticism. So yeah, we we have we have moved on to that. Uh, we have moved on. We will move on to another channel. But I'll still be on there doing my other bits um, bits and pieces as well, like doing the hot news with them. Uh, we've got a new sports show over there. And I'm even going to be doing bits with my son because there was one show I did with him that was quite popular where where he uh, where we previewed Survivor Series and he reacted to some Survivor Series moments. So we're going to do that where he, he reacts to a few things from history, from wrestling. So it's not a case of like me. I'm actually doing more shows than, every, than, than I've ever done there. Like, so everybody's happy with what I'm doing, contrary to what, these idiots will say, but it's just that particular thing where it's like the, the wrestling informer, uh, because it's so, it's been so edited down by the guy that runs it. Um, we just decided that we'll move it over. And then if we think, if, if we don't monetize, no one cares like me and Cav, we don't care. So. I mean, that's uh, I mean, it's a, it's a good way to look at it. Like, you know, I listened to the Brad Shepard interview and <laughs> I had, I had no idea it had been edited down. Real ones on the Dirty Sheets podcast, but did you listen to the fifty minute one on the? Yeah, the fifty minute one. Yeah, try and track down the long, the real one. Yeah. Okay, so that's on. Sorry, that's, that's on. on. So I, so I'm still, 
I'm still on the Dirty Sheets podcast. That's my wrestling podcast. Yeah. And um, yeah, we we managed to because once we gave it to Hughes, he edited it down, and um, we said just give us back the real file because this is shit. Like we can't we can't have it there. And, and me and Hughes have clashed over loads of things with with editing and editing out our plugs and things like that. So so yeah, I think it just came to a head where it was like, look, being on YouTube and handing that show over is just not good for for anybody. And I, I will say. Um, I'll say this because I don't want to like put blame onto to everybody and 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 act like um, I'm I'm I'm, I'm blameless. Um, I'm difficult to work with as well. Um, I want everything done the way that I want it to be. So and I've and I'm on other people's platforms. So as I said, I'm, I'm weary of being on yours. Um, I won't talk about things like you know athletes dying of vaccines and things um, because because you know that these are these are the kind of things that we can talk on our show, but um, but you know I, I tend not to do it on other people's shows unless I'm actually unless they actually want to have that conversation. But um, like like me and Russo, we used to talk about like conspiracy theories and stuff all the time. But you know I won't I won't do it on other people's shows. But um, in, in I might have to I might have to come on yours, dude, because I, that's my fucking shit. And you know, just as an aside, they just had uh, Doctor Mahotra on uh, BBC actually admitting now about uh, certain things. But yeah, oh, that- I'm in I'm in conspiracy groups. Like I, I I can the whole morning is like often consumed by just reading, right by reading this shit. But like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't talk about that stuff anywhere anywhere really. So I, I I'm wary of that. So that's, and I knew very early on that that would get them demonetized. So it's not that kind of stuff, right. but it's literally like cutting out opinions and things of that nature. But as I'm saying, as I was saying, I am, I, I can be, be difficult. I work on various podcasts and the guys over at sports gambling podcasts, like I, I, I'll never fall out with them because uh, when I was working as a club promoter, I was on very like similar money. But it involved coming in at about six in the morning and then trying to look after a kid at ten. Um, sometimes, you know, there was um, there'd be dogs involved, there'd be girls involved, and it wasn't. Con- it sounds great, it does, and it was, but it doesn't sound conducive to parenting. And once um, once my kid was at an age where I needed to be a lot more involved with uh, taking him to sports and just extracurricular clubs and more more activities at school and, and trying to be more involved in the education process and whatnot. Um, I couldn't continue on with that. So moving on to the sports gaming podcast, they gave me a chance to do that, but they, they very much understand the, the way the woke world that we are in and they don't care about it. Like in terms of they will, they go by the philosophy of, um, you know, Michael Jordan said once that he doesn't care um, about Democrats or Republicans because they all buy Jordans, so he so he so he never revealed any any allegiance to anyone, and that's kind of how they they play it. So whatever's happening, whatever's happening in the world, they will not address it. They don't want me to address it. They just want to do the podcast. They just want to talk about sports. They just want to talk about gambling, and they're often like will pull me up when I give an opinion about this, that, or the other, um, whether it be the politics that surrounded the world cup or whether it be um if, if the liverpool fans were responsible why liverpool fans are always seemingly involved in some kind of hooliganism abroad um I, I got in trouble for talking about the history of liverpool hooliganism which was actually all facts um, i wasn't actually blaming them for what happened in the champions league final i was just stating the facts behind the history but yeah i got i get in trouble for these things they just want to keep it very much 
on point. And I know I've, I've pissed those guys off a couple of times with, with that. As for keeping it 100, Conan has told me very, very often that we are there to, to, to we are there to, to monetize. Um, the, the, the less there, there is a version of me that will, that will make more, more money for people. And we had a lot of talks. We've had a lot of talks. We'll make more money for me. Sorry. We've had a lot of talks like that. So he, he's very much for him. He does, he does care. He doesn't want to go down the, the woke direction. And there's a lot of stuff that he disagrees with, such as, you know, these, um, these, these gender, these, 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 these gender alignments and people not knowing what gender they are. And just very much like people being canceled and whatnot. Conan's all against that. And he will allow you to do a little bit more, but we've had a lot of talks about like, you know, me pushing it to the point where I'll, I'll, I'll alienate too much of the, of the audience. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's the thing. Like, I, I think we've, the sports gambling podcast is very, very strict. It's like, don't, don't go here. But with Conan, it's very much like, yeah, we want, we don't, we want to be like an alternative place to listen. We don't want to be super woke, but at the same time, like we can't actually offend our listenership and the thing is is that he's different to Russo because he has that some of those that Meltzer Jean Rossap crossover because he's Conan and because it's Disco and because they have um, a, a bigger following a wider spread following those, those people that um, do do are fans of Meltzer and are fans of Japanese wrestling and all these things that I don't give a shit help uh, and, and will and will defend um, three hours of Raw which is just primarily just wrestling and they will say that Triple H has changed the business and they will say that Tony Khan is a good booker. I disagree with all of these things, but we do have these listeners that, that are on there. And I I also need to realise that they are there. And I have to realise that it's someone else's show and they're already monetizing before I got there. So I don't want to lose anybody, listeners. And it's been said to me in a very logical way. Like Conan's very fucking patient with me. Uh, Conan's defended me to other people, other wrestlers and people that have tried to come on and cancel me and have even said to Conan, I've lost all respect for you by by using this guy. So I need to bear that in mind sometimes and I accept that, that he's done me a favour and he's gone to bat for me so many times. And if he says there's a line and his line is not very strong, like it's not a line where I can't say anything, it's a pretty reasonable line. And I shouldn't cross it. And I have crossed it multiple times. He's kind of like a, he's a dad. He's kind of like a dad that I didn't have. Because my, my dad's very much a case of, this is, this is what we do. This is our this is our business. You come and take this over. And I was like, well, no, I'm going to go and be on Big Brother. And from, and, and from that point, well, first I took a year out of uni. Then I took my year out. Then I went to uni. Then I did Big Brother. And it was kind of like, I kind of lost my dad. Not in terms of like, lost, like he was a bit confused with, what kind of kid do I have here? Like, because like he's not just following on with just running our going, just moving forward and running the businesses that we that he had. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't want to do any of that. I didn't want to go to work every day and and and, and get as stressed as he did. Um, and I'm and I and I'm not. I, I barely work any hours at all. I'm, this is supposed to be work now, but it like, doesn't feel like it. Um, so, so yeah, I, did, I with Conan he's very very different like he he understands and he understands me as well because there's a rebel in him there always has been like he's fallen out with people everywhere he's been like he's, he's like walked out of places he's fallen out of bookers and whatnot so he relates but he's good at telling me where the line is so I listen to him 
if he if he says something's past the line or we need to scale it back or I'm I'm this is not the right thing to do, I will hundred percent listen to him. Well, are we? I just sorry, Chris. I, I mean, I just heard the line come out of out of Billy's out of Billy's mouth there. Like Tony Khan is a good booker. We can clip that. Like we can use that any time we want. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Billy's Billy's like the 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 Rick James of the wrestling, but he's like the habitual line stepper um, of Conan's. But uh, Conan has I've heard him defend you as well because I think Conan knows as well that. You you are correct in what you say when you say stuff. You you don't you don't speculate. You don't. Yes, you have opinions, and we all have opinions. But you know your opinions are based on specific, measurable uh, things. Yeah. You don't base them on fucking pie in the sky bullshit or on woke politics or whatever. You just like right. This is this, and I think this because of this and this. You like explain yourself. Yeah, and it's 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 also part of like the way I'm wired as well in terms of in in doing this. So sometimes when I go off on people, it'll be because you know a certain thing has come to fruition after receiving criticism about yeah. oh this or this hasn't happened or something's taken too long to happen. The end result will usually be right, but for me, in terms of sports betting and in terms of like wrestling, in terms of anything I do, I tackle everything as a sport. And as a competition, because if I don't do it that way, I find that I won't do my best or I won't be the best at it. And it's kind of a problem that I have. And it's also something that I find it difficult to explain to um, Sports Gambling Podcast or Conan or all the people that I work for. Because over over the years, being a Sports Gambling Podcast, I've made a profit every single month. I have 115 months in a row of profit. And in order to do that, you need to be competitive. You need to be riled up. You need to be looking at other people's results. A lot, a lot of people, they'll kind of go on the show and they'll kind of just read out the metrics or they'll they'll laugh about like their losses or that you know they'll they'll be kind of um, self um, self critical and but in, in kind of a, a jokey way, like you know they'll they'll mock themselves jokingly. I will be livid. Like if I if I lose, like I want to bounce back like straight away. And in terms of wrestling, like, you know, it's, it's the same thing in terms of like news, where, when, when news is out or other people are wrong, like I'll say, like, he's completely wrong. I'm, if someone's got, if Meltzer's got stories out, very often I've come out and said, he's wrong. I've heard differently. This is what I'm going to be. This is what's going to happen. And when it does, I'll be like, I told you so. Because I need to sort of operate on that, on that system where people want me to be wrong. And then I need to be, and then I need to be right. Like that, that desperation needs to be there. That back, the back to the wall needs to be there. And even through, even on sports, even from a sports gambling podcast perspective, like it would be a lot easier um, to to hire other people to do the sports that I, the sports that I do. But the backlash would be massive because of the results that I deliver. So suddenly, if I don't deliver the results, they may as well get someone in to cover the football. That is. Um, that that is less controversial and also has like you know so so results or maybe wins at 55 percent or whatever you know just just somebody safe and a safe pair of hands who's not going to who's never said anything controversial doesn't have a, a controversial google search a google search because google search me is my name's controversy but um but yeah because my win percentage is so high like it makes it very difficult for people to to let me go same way on conan's show 
whilst I continue to be right about everything, and whilst um, you know I'm, I can offer that um, sports content to them and whatnot, it's difficult to let me go. You, he wants to defend me because I bring something to the table. If I start being wrong about sports and wrong about wrestling news and everything like that, two things have to happen. They either need to get rid of me or I need to become, I need to bow down to that wokeness. Like if I'm not good at my jobs, I need to then bow down to my wokeness. Otherwise, I'm just a very average wrestling news reporter, a very average sports player who has controversial opinions that can get the podcast cancelled. So it's easy just to fire me. So I need to operate right on that edge where I need to be really good and really accurate, accurate wrestling news, accurate sports betting. Otherwise, I, in my mind, I'll lose those jobs. So I do operate, I do like, I am kind of like, not, what's, it's hard to say. I, I'm kind of like um, putting myself, put myself under this, under this pressure um by 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 doing it that way um it's very it's very stressful and it's very self-inflicted in, in, but I I, I I can't do it another way i don't think it's uh live by the sword die by the sword it seems like yeah exactly yeah which is but, fair enough man <laughs> yeah but the thing is while you're consistently getting shit right and every other fucker in that kind of sphere is just completely in fucking la la land getting everything wrong you, you, you know, they can't deny you, Bill, at the end of the day. And that, that is what you're saying. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, while you continue to be right and, and you're in a world of fucking clowns, then, then you've got to say, look, you lot are fucking wrong, mate. Like Meltzer, you're chatting shit. Like all these fuckers that are speculating stuff without, with zero basis in any knowledge um, and like reposting shit that they, they, they like, oh, look at this, look at this, you know, but you're coming from a place of, that's why you can be confident because you're, you're coming from a different place, man. That's why. Yeah. Because the, the record, the record is there, but what isn't there is the uh, rainbow flag and the Ukrainian flag to, to make, to, <laughs> to get me out of, to get me out of being wrong. Like I need to be right or I need to be, or I need to be woke. And I'd rather be right than, than, than be a, a social justice warrior. Like, like these guys, like these guys are, they, they all go down, they all go down that path. Um, and, like, and like I said, like, I'm not against anything. Like, um, it's just, it's just that this whole, in society in general, this bandwagon jumping of let's jump on this for a week and let's jump on that for a week and let's, 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 let's jump on this for a week. And, and that's what, and that's what they do. To be honest, I don't see Meltzer doing it. Um, he, he doesn't, he doesn't need to, he, he's not one who comes on and talk about and talks about. I don't feel he's the. Re he's been around so long. It's just, it's not it's not it's not coincidence. He's been around so long, and even even as far back as the Attitude Era, where we didn't have Ryan Satin and we didn't have Sean Ross Sapp, and he wasn't trying to necessarily tell them that anything they were doing was wrong during the Attitude Era. And as far as I know, in terms of that, obviously he would comment on how far that they're pushing the product and and whatever, um, and they would have opinions on it. But it wasn't to the case where the wrestling journalists at the time were, were trying to get it cancelled. And there was an understanding that we're moving in a different direction for a different audience. But now it's like WWE and even AEW to a certain extent are handcuffed with the stories that they can do. And what we end up getting is just hours and hours and hours of, of, of wrestling. So I just feel, you know, I, I know there's this philosophy that they're trying to move it towards more of a real sport. But if I want to watch a real sport, I'll watch sport. If I want to watch wrestling, I want to see like 
crazy carny bullshit. Like, I want to see, like, someone fucking someone's wife and they're going to have a match over it in a steel cage. Like, that, that's that's what, that's what I want to see. Like, the, the old, like, the, the re- I want to see crazy reasons for, for having fights like someone um someone bit someone snake bit somebody in the arm like 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 we like we used to get all all these or a managers trying to get these giants to kill the undertaker and it's just giant after giant. I know it's not they weren't the best matches that, that came, but you know, Undertaker done about what, seven, six, seven years out of that, just fucking rolling through giants that certain managers were coming into to, to try and kill him. So I, I don't know. Like I just feel that that element is, is is completely gone, and I'm sure tonight we're recording this on Monday, and there'll be loads of matches, and they'll they'll um, or there won't be loads of matches. There'll be a few matches, and they'll be really long, and there'll be an ad break, and 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 there'll be no point watching the first 15 minutes of it because you know the the finish won't be to the second half, and it's just you know when 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 anything is is completely pointless watching when because and anything where you can predict what the first half of it's going to look like. I don't see why you need to watch it. it it's funny because in in a, in one in one way, AEW are saying that they want to make it a more serious wrestling product or whatever, and they want to bring the realism to it. But then on the other hand, you've got fucking stupid, like, series of seven matches of the same match, which is basically people no-selling stuff. If they want to make it real, then someone get kicked in the head. They're going to be like, they're going to sell it. Like, so they're, they're, they're saying one thing, but they're doing another thing. So it's kind of, in a way, mocking the audience even more because they're saying we want to be taken more seriously as a legitimate sporting product. And then you watch the matches and it's like, this there is no realism to it really at all. Like so, it, it's in a way that's like say they're saying one thing and doing the complete fucking opposite. Yeah, it's, it it just seems like a company that are completely lost in terms of what their identity was. I think that's why Cody Rose left because I think he had an identity in mind, which was to try and. Go back to, I don't think it was a case of just having long matches and long matches, but I think it was trying to go back to telling stories and then having more realistic based matches, matches with more, um, which were more physical and told like stories that were, that, that, that had um, proper conclusions. Like, you know, that they wanted to get away from the count outs and the DQs and they wanted to build. And, and at the start, they did do that. They did that with everything with Cody until he started to excessively blade. I thought the story that they did with him and Jericho when he was going for the belt, and then when he went, when he evolved into the story with MJF, I feel like the stuff that he was writing for himself was moving in the in the, in the right direction. Um, and even then, from getting the belt from 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 Jericho being a heel champion, and then you got it onto Moxley, I feel like they were doing the right things at the beginning, and then they overloaded with, with talent that they didn't know how to use, which went against their plans. Um, they're now trying so like desperately to shock. Um, you've got women bleeding that I don't agree with. And, you know, you're not supposed to say that because everybody kind of turns around and points to the the UFC thing where it's like, oh, we don't care about these women bleeding. Well, yeah, I fucking do. And I did. But it's been going on for, for so long now. Plus, you know, these women are, are, are proper athletes that are training in, in a real sport and they can get and they can get cut open. It's too late to go back to the debate of should women have been doing MMA in the first place? Like we're way past that point. So 
Um, but in, in wrestling, where it's completely choreographed, you don't need to see women scarring up their heads and, and, and bleeding in that way. This 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 utilization, this overutilization of getting all women to, to wrestle. Anna Jay could play any kind of valet or manager or or, or, or backstage interviewer or anything and still make people wanna wanna watch. Um, you know, there used to be store, like they used to find a way to keep Sonny on TV without ever wrestling a match. I know Sable ended up wrestling and and I know Tory um, Terry Runnels did as well, sorry. Um, but but yeah, I mean there, there was times where they were they were captivating on TV without having to do that. So there is definitely a way to use women and integrate them into storylines without having everybody wrestle. But the thing is, is everybody's so fucking offended by that. Um, that that you can't that you can't do it. Like everybody needs to wrestle to the point where you had people wrestling that were fucking awful and could just never um, never would never get it and never will. Like Lana when she was trying to to wrestle, when she just needed to be like tits and ass, face tits and ass on TV. That's all she needed to be, and you'll get people to to watch anyway. To her credit, Mandy Rose made the transition and was one of the rare ones to do it, but. That you know, some of them just be tits and ass on, on on TV. Like it's a male audience, and what's what's most strange to me is that you have these males clamoring for them not to be sexy, like for them not to be involved in storylines where men are fighting over them, or you know, a while back where Mandy Rose tricked Jay Uso to go back to a hotel room and. All this kind, or, or it was actually, and Lana got um, Enzo Amore to go back to the hotel room once as well. Yeah. Got by Roos. Just this kind of shit. It's like I feel it's, I feel it's the right way, right way um, to, to go. And you know, you hear these things where, oh, Mattel are gonna, Mattel are gonna do this, and Mattel, Mattel ain't gonna do nothing at all. Like they knew what they, they knew what they were buying into. As long as nobody, as long as, long as no, nobody ends up fucking simulating soft porn on there like no, nothing's going to happen this is a real, real life situations where men fight over women so there is a different way to, to do things um uh, we, we've got very much into everybody's doing the same shit and everybody needs to everybody needs to do what everybody else is doing to the point where like you know you saw that i don't know if you've seen it like i don't know if i'm talking about something I'm, you don't know what i'm talking about but have you seen the, the ruby riot cup with the yeah with the, yeah oh, yeah. Well, what, what do you think of that? What, what do you guys think? I, of that? Did, did well, I, mean, I, I, I but that, sorry, dude. I just had to because I saw something on Twitter and it was someone saying it was one of the fucking dickhead journos and it had pit, four pictures. It had a picture of Britt Baker. It had a picture of, uh, no, no, it had pictures of blokes who had done really bad blade jobs and literally like were fucking pissing blood Eddie all and over John their face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and then it had, at the end, it had Ruby Wright. It's like, oh, if you didn't have a problem with these, then why have you got a problem with that? And I said, I had a problem with them that because, not because, you know, they were men or women or whatever, but because they were really bad blade jobs and they probably weren't, they weren't done for the correct reasons or whatever. It's like, that. it's not about, it's not always about, disliking something and so if if i say i don't like something it's oh because you're a, you because she's a woman yeah. or because like even like nyla rose i can't stand nyla rose i think she's fucking terrible but everyone will go oh it's because she's trans that's why you don't like her it's like well yeah that's part of it right <laughs> but but the fact is i just don't find her 
I think if she's going to be what she's going to be, have her running through the women's division, kicking the fuck out of everyone, like in real life, like that's what she would do. We know she's a trans woman, so we know that and the size of her, she should be running fucking rough shot through everybody and kicking the fuck out of everyone. But with AEW, they've got little pipsqueaks beating up fucking my man, you know, six feet. You can't teach that. You've got you've got him being suplexed by fucking dweebs. You know, so it's like, yeah, the, the whole bleeding thing, I wasn't a fan of it. She didn't need to do it, but they're doing it because they feel like it gives them, it puts them, elevates them up. But in that same match, did you see that fucking terrible uh, power bomb for a table that completely missed the table and almost broke the poor girl's back? Yeah, that's what I think. She doesn't need to be in that position. Like, just whether she took the bump or not, her her looks will always be her asset, and that's what will generate male fans. Like, I don't understand why, when you look that way, and she's fucking in, incredible looking. Right, if you like, just look at her as a standalone. Um, she could do anything, um, you know. In you know, if she was working a normal job, um, they would find a reason to. In fact, it just happened at my at my gym. There was a girl that was good looking who started working in the bar at the gym. Within two weeks, she's a receptionist. Why? Because the first thing that you see when you come into the gym now is that girl working for the place. She immediately got upgraded to reception. It's going on all across the board. I don't understand how, look, these 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 dorks can sit here and they're going to watch anyway. I mean, they're fucking, if they're watching Rampage, they'll fucking watch anything. They will watch anything if you're still watching Rampage, right? So let them fucking spout off as much as they want because quite frankly, they've got the time to do it. They've got the time to watch this. They've got the time to watch Rampage. They've got the time to watch New Japan. They've got the time to watch me on K100. They're watching everything that happens and commenting about everything, right? When really they should be filling out fucking job application forms and and things of that and things of that nature. <laughs> but they, but they time to do it, but um, but but this is this is this is the thing. They're never going to leave. I don't understand. I have said this on so many shows, and it's almost been said for up to up to half a decade now. I don't understand when it's going to hit home. They're never going to leave you. Never. I'm never even going to leave you. Like, I've got, literally, if I turn around, like, behind me, there's wrestling shit up from WrestleManias that I've attended. I will blindly go to WrestleMania without knowing what the card is because that's that habit that I have developed. Like, I see it as a, as a holiday. It's America, which I like going to because it was ridiculous food and whatnot but at the same time like it's a part of the it's a part of the trip i if i go to america it always it's always a line with ufc or wwe it's it's a part of, of a habit so they're watching habit they're watching habits today it's permanent if you've survived for me i've gone through like from the early 90s to 95 96 which were bad onto the attitude era onto losing all those attitude era people to the evolution of PG, where we all wanted Cena to fuck off, and now we love him. Um, yeah, all, all of that. I've gone for all of that. So I'm not leaving now, um, despite the fact, you know, these people turn around and go, oh, if you don't like it, don't watch it. No, I'm going to watch it, because I've always watched it. But <laughs> I, my kid doesn't have that loyalty to them. And when he's discovering TikTok videos and YouTube videos and 
and now you can play online with his friends on PlayStation. When we were at that age, we needed to go to our mate's house to play PlayStation. He don't have to do that. They can play every game at home. So when you have all of those options at your fingertips and series is like he's watched in the last year, Stranger Things and Cobra Kai and um, Wednesday, like there's competition across the board. And I'm trying to tell these fucking people, listen, I've got an 11 year old who doesn't give a fuck about Raw anymore. He will consume it in clips from the top 10 on YouTube mm-hmm. and he put SmackDown in the car. Um, we watched we watched SmackDown in the car on Saturday, coming back from uh, Man United because, you know, it's something to like whack on for the drive home. And it's always kind of planned that we'll do that on our Saturday back. And he'll always fall asleep. Like, he wants to know what Bray White's doing. He wants to know what Roman Reigns is doing. He wants to know when Brock's on the show. He wants to know when Logan Paul's there. But that's it. And it's like, these fucking idiots don't understand. That's a new fan that I created for you through um, through me watching it and introducing him to it. And then you lost him with your boring product. Or not lost him entirely, but he's teetered over. to He can't get away with it completely because he has surrounded by stuff in his room and through me. And he's never going to completely get away from it. But he's not clamoring to watch every second of it. And you know he'll tell he'll ask me what I what he's missed and what's worth watching. Like he'll 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 follow it in that way. And they've done that to him because he would follow it religiously. Where he would watch he would come home from school, watch Raw on Tuesday, and um, we'd watch SmackDown after football practice on Saturday morning. That's done. It's gone because it's not worth giving three hours to Raw when you can play, come home and play computers game computer with your mates or. Or just just go through the, the endless reels on TikTok or YouTube, which are you know quite interesting. Or he'll watch it, even watch it with that. We'll watch two things at once. I have the phone there, and the wrestling's on in the background. It's yeah. just a, just another pointless fucking twenty five minute match. So you know we'll just try and catch the finish. And Rince Russo once said, "All fans care about is what what match we're doing and and the finish." Like that's, and Russo said that years ago, and now he's pretty much castrated by these by these people for the way he booked wrestling and the way he saw it, which means that when, when after he navigated and booked the most successful period in history um, from, from with his vision, which attracted all the casual people, we're now booking everything for the gatekeepers. And, and I keep, I, you know, I don't speak to Tony Khan or Triple H, but I keep saying that Triple H and Tony Khan need to realise that these people are not going anywhere. And people like my, my son, they will go away. And other people will go away, and other pe- and fans will become casuals, and casuals will leave, and they won't come back. And I, do, I just don't get it. I don't get about booking for the minor, but booking for your hardcore fans and squeezing every penny out of them. That they, for the most part, are the lowest paid people that that you could attract. In in my opinion, now, I'm not generalizing, and I don't want to generalize on your show as well because I don't want you to get hate. <laughs> but from, from 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 meeting these from meeting these people and, and seeing them, um, generally, I I I would estimate they are on the low income scale, uh, and as would advertisers, because for a long time, until WWE convinced people somehow that they now have the entire family, which was what women's wrestling is all about. You guys can, you know, guys can go there and back to these women and say, oh, you know, it's like it's all equality, and not. No, it's not. It's fucking. It was a way to get the doors. It was a it was an active business plan to get father son and to also try and convince advertisers that you had mother and daughter too. That's all it was. Don't 
don't make don't think for one second that this month this company are not completely money orientated and that wasn't their plan they weren't fucking trying to um you know evolve into a more equality based products bullshit um so um in, in terms of in terms of that uh, that, that that that's what that's what they're trying to do but as i said these these people will never ever these people will never never ever stop watching and um but the advertisers are convinced that now they have the whole family and that's why suddenly you do have ford and chevrolet on raw whereas that was a big big gap and a big ghost that wwe couldn't get like they couldn't catch that ghost like you could not get those um those motor companies to advertise for them um and i think it coincided with um i think the rock the rock did a deal with i can't remember now what car company it was it may be ford but don't quote me on it um suddenly the rock they got not only did they get the advertising but they had the rock doing the car commercial um, and it all kind of, you know, it kind of like all made sense for 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 a bit, and now that's kind of like piggybacked onto them being able to get those advertisers. But there was a reason for years and years they didn't get it because they thought wrestling attracts the lowest common denominator, and um, they they won't even have the money to buy our cars, which is why wrestling um, when you go to the US, wrestling shows are inundated with adverts for junk food. Like if you if you if you try and stream, if you ever try and stream raw. Or SmackDown, you'll be you'll be hit with junk food after junk food after junk food after Papa John's, followed by a Sonic, followed by Burger King. Like that's what you'll see mostly. I mean, yeah, you're right. I've I've watched a few episodes of wrestling whilst I've been away in America and stuff, and it is like you would. I mean, their adverts in general are pretty much cars, you know, cereals, and all sorts of crazy stuff like that. But injury, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're all trying to Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Everyone's everyone's trying to make a quick buck, you know. Um, if we can shift gears for a minute, yeah, we've ironically the reason we ended up talking again like last week. Some some genius decided to put out a tweet saying that every WWE wrestler would decide to, you know, leave and you know not renew any contracts with WWE if they were eventually sold to, you know, the Saudi, you know, what is it? The PIF investment fund. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the investment fund. Um, I bit back because I couldn't, I couldn't handle that, that level of stupidity because, you know, let's be honest, if anyone is going to do anything with the contract and anyone at AEW, they're going to look to renew. They're going to look to sign on that dotted line because, you know, the investment fund and the people in Saudi are going to pay big money. They they always do. And this is what I don't think people understood is that how much money they paid for world title fights, you know, like Anthony Joshua and all that stuff coming over and fighting for ridiculous amounts of money. At a loss. It's all at a loss. Yeah. By the at a loss. Yeah. yeah. Like they just, they've got money to burn. And I could not, I couldn't understand how people weren't thinking the same way you obviously were thinking the same way because you you made a comment um what have you heard about the the potential sale well i think what i've heard is in my opinion more relevant than what these other people have started saying because if you track back i and it's on there it's on youtube and it's on it's been on and you guys probably uh, watch k100 or, or follow it yeah, I 
this two weeks before it happens that Vince is going to be back and they're going to they're going to try and sell the company and then it happens um, and then prior and over the last two years perhaps even on my last appearance here I explained the role of Nick Khan and what he does and that he was there to sell the company um, and it's it's all been about trying to make it more attractive and they've always known that NBC would always be interested in it and the main reason why NBC have always been the front runner is because um, from what I was told if you go to a Universal Studios or the Island of Adventure theme park you're surrounded by things that they don't own they're, they're leasing the Transformers they're leasing Spider-Man it's not theirs all of the rides and everything that Universal Studios are are linked with the NBC um the NBC uh, brand, they, they, everything's leased. The only things that they 100% own and can control and make full money off and their, their biggest creation today are the minions. So by owning WWE, you then own something that you can make money off, monetize and put out everywhere. And it's not being shared or leased or rented or anything like that. So they've always been interested in the ownership of the WWE. They were not happy with the Fox deal. Uh, they were compensated by the, the Peacock deal. And um, moving forward, that they'll be in the running to to buy SmackDown. The thing is, is that with the, with the company always being up for sale, WWE now know that um, the reason why it's difficult to sell to NBC is because the, the, streaming, the streaming offers for SmackDown, because streaming services are desperate, desperate, to get themselves on the map with live sports, live content. That's why um, Peacock of, uh, not Peacock, sorry. It is it Peacock. Yeah, it is Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. Way over the odds for the NFL um, to have that, that have those crappy Thursday night football games, which have all been bad. Um, they, they paid a fortune for that. And that's just what streaming services will do. So WWE know that they can milk Apple for, for, as, for as much as possible or whoever goes and buys it. Because that that's that's how desperate they are. But they also know that it will decrease visibility. So whilst they do, um, once they do the deal to a streaming service, which would be even more than what they get from way more than what they get for Fox at the moment, they can then raise the share price to the trigger point of $85 per share, which is when they would be worth the most, which is when they would be able to sell for the most. Um, and then that's when you'd be looking at most likely the, the interest of your Disney's, your NBC's um, and, and people like that. The, the, the Saudi fund would buy it even with the, without that deal. Now, obviously, they, they'd want that deal in place, but I think they would almost benefit more if it wasn't a streaming deal and WWE maintained the visibility on Fox. But then would Fox renew with a company that were owned by the Saudis? Because at the moment, the Live Golf can't get a television deal in America. But at the end of the day, it doesn't concern the Saudis too much how much money they lose because they're all buying it for the visibility of, of Saudi Arabia, knowing that Saudi Arabia own things. Um, they can they can sponsor stadiums. That's the main reason. Like they they, they sponsor they, they bought Newcastle because they want to be they want to build Newcastle up. They want to be in the Champions League, and then essentially you have Saudi Arabia representation in the Champions League, the biggest football tournament in the world, excluding the World Cup. So. It's all about that. They're basically buying more advertising rather than buying the, the WWE. That's why they buy all of these things, which is to attract tourism to 
Saudi Arabia and to get people to go over there for the boxing and to essentially get people to go over there and watch more WWE. So they can blow NBC and Disney and everybody else out of the water. But obviously WWE know that for the longevity of the WWE, that, that's not great, especially if you want jobs for um, Stephanie and Triple H and the children after that. And if Vince wants to continue to work, um, it's 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 more difficult if you go to the, the Saudis because there's a possibility that um, the company will lose visibility in the US. Now, the truth of the story, from what I understand, is this. The, the Saudis are interested. Here's a, here's a quick fact as well, just dating back to make it, give, it, give this more of a, a chronological timeline. Uh, the only two people that have ever officially bid for WWE up until this year were Donald Trump, and that was in 1988. So that's way back. Um, Donald Trump in 1988 and Tony Khan, in 2017, Tony Khan and his dad wanted to buy WWE. They, they inquired about it, uh, were told no, and then you got AEW. So they're the only two people um, that I know of or that I've been told about who've ever tried to actually buy with concrete offers and concrete talks. Um, NBC obviously always there, so there's always there's always an interest because they don't have that um, they don't have that entity. They don't have enough of those entities. That they that they own, they they desperately want a piece of WWE, WWE section of the theme park, WWE merchandise, WWE, a new, you know, another WWE restaurant, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, with this story, this is what I've been told happens. The Saudi investment fund have always been interested from the from the very beginning. They've always been there. The reason why it was leaked deliberately to the dirt sheets, in my opinion. Um, and I say this as well because the guy that broke it, but the, but the, the guy that broke this initial story, the Bodyslam.net, the um, Cassidy Haynes or whatever his name is, I don't like that guy. Uh, the guy has been, the guy has needlessly attacked me constantly. Um, he's tried to rubbish my credibility, despite the facts. My credibility is, uh, is a track statistical fact, much like my, my gambling record is backed up with spreadsheets. Everything I say about wrestling is, is is backed up through audio clips and time-stamped posts on, on it, be, it be on Patreon or other website when I work for wrestling, sports kid, etc. So you can say what the fuck you want, but like the facts are the facts are there. You can you can you can say whatever you like, but it, it doesn't matter. So I don't like this guy anyway, and I'm still defending him because I believe that he got a leak that was done on purpose, and I believe this is what happens. Vince McMahon was about to and may still be getting sued for coming back to the company. Yes. Now, the reason is because by Vince coming back after being embroiled in this controversy and then coming back to be the chairman of the company, it can be argued and probably successfully in a court of law that he's not fulfilling his fiduciary responsibility. And your fiduciary responsibility means that if you are in that position, you need to be accountable and need to be seen to be doing everything possible to make your shareholders a profit. By coming back, it's seen as a violation of fiduciary responsibility. Now, by saying that Saudi Arabia are interested in it and that, that it's been sold to them, or at least that they are the front runners or whatever version of it they leaked, I don't know how, if what they leaked is consistent with what was reported, because it wasn't leaked to me in this way, but this guy ran with it 
And um, what that does is it essentially tells your shareholders that want to sue you, fuck off, because I will share it. I will sell to these. And then it will go. And then the public, um, the, the public ownership is gone. And all you'll get is your shares bought out and nobody can be sued. So if you sue me, I will essentially take the pin out of the bomb and I will, I will like, I will make, I will, I will just blow up everything. Not that it's, you know, essentially that because we, even by doing that, everyone's going to make a fucking shit ton of money. In fact, they're going to make more money than possible. And the only reason that he's not doing this is legacy because he's a proud person. He built this. Uh, don't forget his dad wasn't doing jack shit with it. Like, yeah. He was a territory in 1982 and he bought, he built WrestleMania and all the pay-per-views and, you know, he's got it up to the end and he took it, he took it public and he's done all of this stuff. So, you know, this, this is, this is, this is a man who's very, was very proud and probably doesn't want to see it out of business or finished with or, 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 or become um, non-existent in the U S like boycotted or whatever. So, yeah, he can do that anytime and he can make the most money. And I think that was a fuck you back off to the shareholders because very quickly it was squashed. Now, the reasoning for squashing it quickly is because you have WrestleMania season coming up and The Rock and, Son the Rock and John Cena ain't going to do your show if, if, if you're being sold to Saudi Arabia. They have too many Hollywood commitments and Hollywood is the most woke and horrible place on this earth. So... You do not want to be in a situation where, um, especially for The Rock, where the XFL is receiving any kind of boycott and doesn't get off to a good start. Uh, people are not watching your movies. Black Adam already did poorly um, in comparison to what the budget was. So he's already now off the DC, DC franchise after one film. So The Rock stock has actually taken a little bit of a dip in, in the last six months. So he would like to come in and do WrestleMania. He'd like to come in and promote the show, uh, promote the XFL, and do everything that he outlined with Vince. Problem is, the guy in charge is not Vince. So anything that was promised to The Rock um, in terms of not only promoting the XFL, but in terms of how you know the storyline would go, what the finish would be, maybe he was beating Roman Reigns, maybe four guys were helping Roman Reigns win. I don't know but everything was creatively finalized with Vince and that changed. So yeah, Vince's controversy anyway, which, which makes it difficult for Cena and Vince. Remember Cena pulled out of the match of Austin Theory at SummerSlam because of everything that was going on with Vince. Don't forget that. So, you know, Cena took himself away from the situation once already. So to go with the Saudis, a place where Cena doesn't go and don't forget, he didn't not go there at the beginning because he's been to Saudi. He only stopped going after the journalist was killed, right? So he took a stand against it. So you cannot have these people out of WrestleMania season when you want this WrestleMania to be as big as possible because you're trying to sell. You want a big fat streaming offer. You want a big renewal for Raw. And you want a big fat WrestleMania with all these people on it. Then you can sell for the most money. Now, once you get past that point, um, if the Saudi Arabians are still the front runners then we will see an announcement in Saudi Arabia for the press conference for the next show, which is going to be in the early summer, as usual, June, June May, June. And at a press conference, they'll announce the pay-per-view, they'll announce the sale, and the pay-per-view will be absolutely massive because everybody's going to be on it. And there ain't nobody 
quitting their job uh, and, and, and losing a guaranteed contract because they sold the company. These people have families and mortgages and cars and nobody's given that up. Like it's, it's, it's a fantasy world. Like these people can sit there and be social justice warriors online when it doesn't affect their income. In fact, if anything, it just they're, they're thinking about how their income will be um, affected positively by it. that's the only reason why why like Sean Ross Sapp plays good plays good guy on there. In real life, he's a prick. You can see he's a fucking wanker by the way that he in, the, the inbox messages he sends to people yeah. because he's really offended because his skin's as like thick as butt. So, so you so so these 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 are the real people there are not the people that they that they portray. But at the same time, these wrestlers at the same time they only care about their their money. No one's leaving. But the possibility of it being sold to Saudi would all be dependent on the dependent on the, the, what what the um, other buyers think of the streaming deal. Think about the WrestleMania numbers. Think about this controversy with Vince blowing over. Um, whether or not they are willing to keep Vince on or keep Stephanie on, or Stephanie's gone at the moment, or keep Triple H on, or, or whatever. Like everything still needs to unfold. But I think initially, it was for me a threat to for the to to the shareholders to say, look, if you sue me, I will sell to them, and then you can't sue me. And it was very quickly squashed. So that, you know, if The Rock and John Cena are panicking and not doing Mania, they can still do the show now because nothing with the Saudis is likely to happen until that press conference in May. So that's realistically where we sit. And I have that on decent authority from people that I trust. Um, and, you know, I can't really find a hole in any of that when 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 it was explained to me. Well, thank you, man. That's, uh, I mean... It's probably the perfect way to put it, but I would imagine that some idiot will try and pick holes in it somewhere. They always do. But moving well, on. The fact is, is that, listen, I don't like the guy who broke it. And it gives me some, you know, some sense of satisfaction that he was absolutely buried to the next the next day, especially when Ariel Hawani denied that it was over the line. And he was buried and whatnot. And yeah, like this is somebody who gave a false account of my altercation with, with Sean Ross Sapp, um, claiming he was there, gave a completely false account of it because he doesn't like me or, or the way I report my news. But even I am saying that there's a partial truth to what it was. And he was used. He was used as a leak. Um, so that is defending him. Um, I, I would not defend him uh, uh, otherwise. And Listen, I don't give a fuck about defending people. Like, I just care about like getting the right shit out there, so that my credibility um, as not, you know, not as a person. They can give, they can think I'm the biggest prick in the world, and they probably do. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm anti-vax, I'm anti-woke, um, I'm anti-trans. So, um, fuck it, fuck it. Like, I'm everything they're not. So, yeah, they, they, they can as a person hate me. As a journalist, I'm right all the time. So. So that this is what I believe happened. I believe that he was used, and essentially, I'm defending the guy, a, a person I don't like. That's how strongly I feel this version of events is correct. One, one more question on that. Sorry, Chris. Um, That's cool. Do you think? Do you think Helwani was used as well? Do you think he was a part of it? Like, because Helwani's got good credibility. He, he he just does. Like, there's no, you know, apart from the beef he's got with Dana White, which is well, really well publicized now. Like using him to squash it. Do you think that was part of it? 
I think not using him directly, but knowing that the real journalists would then phone um, Adam Hopkins uh, of from the, who runs the media the next day. So whoever this got out through, which I don't think was was Adam Hopkins, obviously, but whoever whoever they they, they use for the leak. Um, then triggered the real journalists to inquire. That's just how journalism works. Um, even, you know, from the days when I was back in in, in Big Brother, um, when there were any stories about me, particularly the one um, where I was involved with Katie Price, um, I had people calling me for quotes all the time. That's real journalism. Like, if, there's a, if there's a story that breaks out, um, they're not sure. Ariel Hawani and even Ray, um, Ryan Satin and Sean Ross Sapp, who think they're real journalists, um, they will take um, the proper protocol to contact the, the correct people at WWE, and Adam Hopkins is easy to get hold of. He would have answered the, he would have had a generic response to you, or me, and for them. And Ariel Hawani seeked out that response from from Adam Hopkins, and Adam Hopkins would have told him this is this is what the situation was, which meant that Ariel Hawani was in a position to correct him. Um, he didn't do anything that anyone else didn't do. Um, Sean Ross Sapp said the same thing actually before Ariel Hawani, but Ariel Hawani is a mainstream journalist. Sean Ross Sapp is a clown. He blocks so, everyone as well. Yeah. So, so, so that's, so that's a difference. Uh, so once Ariel said it, it was a, it was, it was mainstream news. And that's when the, the guy who reported it really started taking shit, but I don't think they needed to, they, they didn't phone Ariel. Ariel just did what Ariel does as a proper journalist, which is call them, to get clarification, that's all that happened there, and they, and they and they saw all of that coming. They 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 leaked out, and they waited for the phone calls, and they squashed it. Uh, but it, they, but there is a lot of truth to what the original report was. There's, and that's what I said on our last show. We done one earlier on this week. Was it the weekend, Jay? Yeah. yeah. Last, uh, end of last week, and I said that the the news about um the Saudis buying WWE was purposefully put out for one reason or another. I, In my mind, it was put out purposefully in order to, um, uh, to inflate the stock price because any speculation on a sale would then automatically boost up the stock price, inflate it, um, just, yeah. you know, temp- temporarily just to kind of counteract the news um, that Vince was coming back in and taking over the board, which would probably make the stock price plummet a little bit. So it was kind of, in my mind, they they put it out maybe maybe for two different reasons. Maybe for the reason that you're saying that Vince is saying, look, don't fuck with me because I will sell it to these cunts, and then you'll be fucked, mate. Um, and then also, and filed. They've already filed the the, the lawsuit is in is in progress, but. The fact is, is that in order to progress and move forwards, it requires a lot of a lot of costs. There's yeah. a lot of involved. There's a big process. It's not to sue Vince McMahon for not fulfilling his fiduciary responsibility. It isn't a case of, you know, getting a, getting the um, calling one one eight if they think that exists, or, or going on Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it's a massive ordeal. A lot of shareholders would need to come together. There would be meetings. The lawyers would be involved. And then they've got to the point of filing and then they would need to move forward with building a case. It would take about six months to get it into court with him saying that the Saudis are interested now. And then knowing that, you know, just, you know, a week before the court case, even, even as late as that, they could just be like, oh, we're sold. Case, yeah. case, case closed, case over. We're a private company now. 
fuck off. Like this, this it's, that's it. Like they, they, they can't, it, it, they put them in a position where it's very difficult to go ahead and start making the case and, and preparing for it. When at any point it will just be, it will just be, the case will just be closed. There'll be no case. It'll be, it'll be done. Well, the, also the guys that did the original investigation into Vince actually quit as well. So getting them to be, I mean, that, that could be another thing that, that actually makes sense for what you're saying, because then if those guys who did the original investigation into, into Vince have actually quit WWE, then they, they can't, they wouldn't be involved in, in anything because they've just fucking left. Um, whether they were asked to leave or whether they'd done it because they saw the fuckery that was happening. Um, but yeah, they, I think they, they've left as well. Or they were bought out. Or they were bought out. Oh, this yeah. is the thing. There you it, go. You know, it's it's a cutthroat world, isn't it? It's a cutthroat. It's a cutthroat world, and it and it and all of this exists at a level that's above all of us. Like, and that's the thing. Like, even with, I think something, and I, I said I wouldn't, but but um, anything yeah. anything we've learned in the last three years is that the people on top can just fucking twist and and do anything that they want to do. Like they had, they had idiots wearing masks um, to to go into restaurants and then taking them off at the table and then putting them back on to go to the fucking toilet in the same place. Like, and people were absolutely convinced that that was a that that was a protocol. Um, don't forget, like three weeks to stop the spread and and all that Starting kind of the shit. the curve and all that. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. You have articles at the moment coming out and saying that. Um, Heart, heart attacks are increasing because of like um, gardening and, and things like things like that. And gardening. Um, yeah, no, there were there was articles coming out saying that um, putting the clocks back was causing heart attacks. Um, that um, the cold winter was causing them. Um, the stress of the bills increasing. Um, there oh there was, the, but the media went into it. But this is a thing. There is a parallel because the media just starts grinding the cogs. And then these stories get thrown out willy-nilly and people eat it up, which is what happened with the Saudi Arabia thing. That something gets put out, the media machine goes, that's it. And that's it. Even more recently, like you have a guy who, you know, essentially became the most famous person on social media over the last six months, which was Andrew Tate, um, suddenly arrested um, for for becoming that that, that powerful. Like um, just, just suddenly... Um, found something to arrest him for and, and put him away for, for 30 days and and who knows whether he'll be charged or not but this is the thing this is this is what this is what they can do like Jeffrey Epstein um hung himself which he didn't but, but apparently he did um Andrew takes arrested and Prince Andrew's walking around like all of these things like and it does relate to WWE in some way because there's so much shit going on. And it, it needs to make you realise that there's people living different lives out there. There's this that we're we're living in completely different worlds. Like there's there's what's actually going on, and there's what's actually happening in the news. And WWE are up there as a multi-billion-pound company, and they can pretty much hire and fire and blackmail. And Jesus, like, don't want to be too dramatic, but if they wanted to fucking kill someone that was testifying if they wanted if Vince McMahon wanted somebody to disappear they would disappear maybe that has happened in the past 
Like, you know, Billy, Billy Jack Haynes has probably got something to say about it. Bro, Billy Jack Haynes, right? I fucking, I, I keep going on about his interview because he says so much shit. He's been saying it for like 15 years about Vince McMahon, about how fucking the guy is ruthless and he does not give a fuck. And he's like, he will do whatever he needs to do that he feels he needs to do. And he didn't give a fuck. He he was out there speculating. I don't know if you've seen the interview, Bill, that no. fucking Vince McMahon was actually the reason why um, Chris Benoit killed his family was because he found out that Vince McMahon was actually Daniel's real father, that he was having it, that he slept with Nancy Benoit and that he was actually the real father of Daniel because they went to the doctor to do some blood tests for insurance purposes and then basically he found out that he wasn't his real dad and then because he 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 told a story about how he went into a limo in the not in the late 80s early 90s and she was like fucking giving Vince a blowy in the fucking back of a limo and all this shit like fucking crazy story man it's on YouTube as like um uh yeah but it's like an RF video shoot right and- yeah Fucking sick, bro. But, you know, he had no real reason to make up this. And he's got, like, cuttings of newspapers, bro. But he, he again, he, he said he was, like, um, a bodyguard for um, someone. And he was he, he was involved in the two boys on the tracks to do with Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and Arkansas and all the cocaine that was going into Arkansas and that he was a drug dealer and he saw certain things going on. Like... Billy Jack Haynes, man, I'm telling you, bro. Quite wild. He's fucking, he's wild, bro. But it's it's so entertaining. That that, but that's entertaining. And and you know, we love wrestling, but we love entertainment, and we love being entertained. And that kind of thing. I keep going on about that interview, telling people, <laughs> fucking watch it, man. Fucking watch it. It's I mean, that's a, you say that now, and if this company were didn't care about what people thought and wanted to be a story based company to drawing the biggest casual audience the story that you do is Vince and Triple H have their own guys and they battle for the company on television Vince is coming back Triple H doesn't Triple H doesn't doesn't want him back Vince is obviously the heel because he's the one who's got all these allegations against him and he wants his company back <laughs> that's what like if Vince was to come to television to take his company back with with a bunch of heels um, it's, it's such a good story that you could do right now um, if you didn't have to appease the um, the shareholders and then subsequently the sponsors and most significantly the the marks who really don't let you do anything. I mean, it's one thing to, you can talk to your shareholders and you can talk to your sponsors and, and everybody else. else and see what's the point like it's like if there was a whole bunch of people that wanted that storyline or or wanted uh, you know these or other controversial storylines on television compelling stories you could justify it but they know that there's not even a clamoring for it because the audience has completely whittled down to this 1.7 that will just watch all of this wrestling um and it's a sad it's it's sad because i think they, they they've given up creatively and i don't think that they feel like they have the star the star power or the storytelling capacity to say, hold on a minute, let's go and we've lost half our audience in the last five, six years. Half the audience is gone. Let's get them back with this story or that story or, or, or this thing or that thing. Like, I don't think they think they can do it, but I believe that this story would, 
I won't know. I don't know if you'll get them to three million again, but it would go way over the number that they're doing at the moment. So it's just a case of whether they would they would they would be able to do it or not. And if they were Saudi owned, if they were Saudi owned, they could definitely do it because there'd be no handcuffs on what they can do. Possibly see less women's wrestling, which would be great. <laughs> you know, we're in the show that we did last week, we even said, didn't we, that Vince has actually he has taken over the board and he's brought two stooges. It could have been fucking <laughs> Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson. He might as well have just come back because he's brought two stooges to come in, help him vote on shit. He's literally said, now, nah, fuck this. I'm coming in, bruv. I'm, I'm, it's my company, basically. Go fuck yourself. Great stuff. I, I'm dying to go watch that interview now. I'm going to watch that in bed in a minute. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to watch it again. It's fucking great, man. It's like, but he says he, he had like, um, he, he said, I'm dying. He said, so I've got to get all this shit out. And he was like, I'm, I'm... no, he, he's still alive. I think Billy Jack Haynes. Oh, by the skin okay. of his teeth. I think, cause he, he did, um, he had like an altercation of falling out with Hannibal, um, fuck the Hannibal man. TV. Yeah, I know. Sure. Fucking hell, bro. It's yeah. mad. Like Hannibal, like it's weird. He comments on like our videos and stuff like that and sends like, puts weird emojis <laughs> and shit on him. And like, I think he's hammered when he's doing that shit, man. <laughs> Probably, yeah, man. I think he loves a little bit of the old fucking marching powder, doesn't he? So he's like probably off his nut, just like flicking through YouTube and shit. Like, I he, he probably Google's his name every ten minutes. I got uh, two two more questions before we let you go, Bill. Sorry, mate. <laughs> um, one, are you? Going... I do. I do think we'll beat you on. on I do think we'll beat you on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, controversial. <laughs> um, I got... I don't I think I don't think do. that's going to happen either. I went to both derbies this weekend. I went from Manchester to to Tottenham uh, to Tottenham Arsenal on on Sunday. That's that's why my voice is like people might. I didn't even address it at the start. Like people might think I sound like this. They've never heard me before. No, I don't. I I don't have throat cancer. I don't smoke. Um, <laughs> it's just what's happened as a result of uh, Man United coming back from a goal down. So sorry, I'll let you do your, your questions. Uh, well, I, Fuck I, I, I don't. I don't well, hey, stop Fuck. this, man! Stop this. <laughs> this, this. This terrible agenda against Arsenal. No. Uh, I've seen too much pro-Arsenal propaganda on our Twitter. I've addressed this before, sorry, Jordan. <laughs> I've spoken to you about this about you reposting pro-Arsenal propaganda on the Twitter. I make no apologies for that, fucker. Um, <laughs> Billy, will you be? Um, will you be going to the Royal Rumble? And will you be going to Money in the Bank? Um. I'll be going to WrestleMania and Money in the Bank. I'm not going to the Rumble. I just went to Survivor Series. Um, it was a good trip to Boston. Uh, Raw Rumble's hard uh, because it's my son's birthday, always at that time. And um, he wants to see both parents. For us to get to a Raw Rumble, his mum would have to come and I would have to pay for someone I'm divorced with um, to come. <laughs> on- I hear you, my G. I hear you, bro. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> but we will do it because it's the last of the big four that we've not been to. Um, so we, we, we will do it for a, a birthday. This one actually falls four days after his birthday. So, so we could have done it, but as things stand, like um, there's, there was a lot, there was a lot on this month. Um, and we've already like agreed that um, year seven in particular, which is what he's in now, we wanted to limit the days off. And so I just made a decision to use them for Man United, Barcelona, uh, which is coming up in, in February. 
and um, sort of any any kind of run that United have in that competition, as opposed to using them up for the the Royal Rumble. Um, I, I haven't got any clear indication that The Rock will be in it or win it, which is what I was waiting for. So, yeah, I think we'll we'll miss that one. And I'm not a fan, particularly of, of Texas as well. Like sometimes it can be down to like the, the state. Um, I've been to Nashville for SummerSlam. Um, I don't think that Texas is massively different. Um, it's not something that appeals to for me to take a kid to. Um, if Raw Rumble was in Orlando, which it would not probably not be in January, but if it was, um, there'd be a lot more reason to go. Orlando, LA, even New York. But yeah, just a trip to Texas and The Rock probably isn't doing it. Uh, we just went to Survivor Series. We're also going to Mania. In addition to that, for Mania... For WrestleMania, you need this for this particular mania, you need thousands and thousands and thousands. Like it's it's always this mania when they go to when they go to LA or any pay-per-view, you you need like three times more money than 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 the others on the side. So yeah, I think I'll just yeah, I think I'll just I'll keep it I'll keep it back for that. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. So but, so we might we might see it money in the bank then. Yeah, you will see. You will see me. I think um, that's going to be a hard ticket to to get oh, hold yeah. of. Yeah, uh, going going into such a small building, but I think you know it's their own fault because the price point for the last one was a joke. And had they priced the tickets up normally, they would have had a legitimate sellout without having to do twenty thousand comps, twenty five thousand comps, which is what they ended up doing. Um, and and also having to reduce tickets to sell the last ten thousand in the last week or so, um, but they shouldn't have put themselves in that position. They should never have been WrestleMania pricing. In fact, when you look at the conversion rate, dollar to pound, it was more than WrestleMania pricing because the the four hundred and fifty dollar seats were four hundred and fifty pound seats for this show. Um, I fucking paid it um, as well because the people I get free tickets from were all. Had all taken up their allocation, which was reduced for the show, which in turn tells you that they genuinely thought that they would sell out. They genuinely thought we were absolutely desperate after SummerSlam '92, and that we would pay anything. Um, not knowing there's a cost of living crisis, um, you know, hit and you know with the with the bills and everything going on here, and that's hitting people all across the board. I know um, a lot of guys who deal in the autograph memorabilia trade who can't fucking sell anything because it's an excess expense. Like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tree. It's basically, you don't need it. You can't eat an autograph and you can't wash yourself with an autograph and you can't heat yourself with an autograph. So it's, it's a luxury and luxuries are not happening right now. And WWE, you know, for some people it might be a must, but I think for a lot of people, when you're trying to sell out a big building like that, it did fall onto the luxury side of things and um, they just priced people out and now they have to do the O2 um, and they can sell, sell the reasoning for that however they want. But the, the bottom line is that you charge too much money. So what you're getting now is a big house show on pay-per-view. Uh, they'll do a massive, they'll do a massive, like um, they'll, they'll sell the tickets really expensive and they'll do a massive number for 25,000 people or whatever it is in there. Uh, and they'll do massive merch sales, but ultimately had you been more sensible, you could have gone to um, in July, right? Or June? Yeah, June? July. Yeah, July, yeah. July. Yeah, yeah. You could have gone to Tottenham Stadium, the best stadium in the country. Um, you could have gone there, 
and you could have done it at Tottenham Stadium and and had 60,000 or 70,000 people at a reasonably priced state uh, at reasonably right tickets but that's what that's that's what I should have done yeah, I mean, I've not been to the Tottenham Stadium. Chris, you have. You, you know I've been about it. Many it's, times, it's your yeah. thing, yeah. But <laughs> they could have put it at the Emirates. I mean, it's not as good, I'm sure. But you know, no, no. Do, do... <laughs> I auditioned for Big Brother at the Emirates, so I, I don't mind the Emirates. I, I used to work at the stadium like for a long time, and it was, uh, yeah, I know that place like the back of my hand now. It's like, it's like it's just burned into my brain every last door and cupboard. So, um, one more question before we let you go, Bill. Um, sure. Nashville, you mentioned it once or twice. You went out there for Ric Flair's last match. Some idiot with a camera caught some other idiot trying to accost you, and you know you showed you showed restraint in not not throwing that punch. But yeah, what what really happened? Because all we got was the camera, like the the crappy camera footage of about what twenty seconds, thirty seconds, mm. and yeah. you know nothing else. There's a couple of minutes actually. Um, they actually edited a couple of minutes of what was about seven or eight. So I mean that tells you everything. The whole version should be out there, but it's not. Um, yeah, I've been talking shit about this guy for for a while about his news and just his general like demeanor. Um, and uh, this is because he was a part of a group of people that had my verified Twitter cancelled a few years back. Um, and it wasn't really about the, the the comments, I don't think, about negative comments about women's wrestling. Um, I mean, some of it maybe because I said that you know I'm I'm in Prague, and women are able to make money here using sexuality. Um, you know, you can hookers, strippers, um, escorts. Um, not that I'm saying that's what WWE women should have been, but I'm saying that you know men, men will pay. Um, to, to for for the sexualization of, of women, and women don't necessarily mind being sexualized. Otherwise, OnlyFans wouldn't exist. And exactly. we all know, yeah. we all know, we all know that. that look, listen, like the, the, we're, we're we're in a world which doesn't exist, didn't exist fifteen years ago, where suddenly women will point the camera at herself and will take a video of herself just doing this and post it out. And she'll even like pan down to her tits and then back up to her face, which is fucking filtered to fuck. And 400 losers will, will like it and give her exactly what she wants. Uh, which I, I'll never do that, but they, but that's what they do. So this, this is, this is the world we're living in. So don't fucking tell me that women don't want to be fucking sexualized and they can't, and you can't make money from it. So this back then, this is what I was tweeting about. And, um, Ryan Satin, Sean Ross Sapp, a bunch of people got my account cancelled through the volume of the complaints. I know it was down to the volume uh, because there was no specific tweet in the um, in, in, in the um, report or whatever. So just a load of reports that were, just a load of tweets that were complained about. So yeah, I always had an issue with him since since then and have, and have kind of like said things and he said things about me and it's just gone back and forth. So he did con confront me and I had said that, like I would, I would, um, I would punch him if I if I saw him. When I envisioned seeing him, I did not think it would be on one of the trips with my with my son because I do go to America a lot and I do go to pay per views, but I don't. He's not on every single one. Um, sometimes, you know, when Raw was on a, a when when I'd go to Raw's in the UK on a school night, um, he wouldn't go to 
a, a lot of those um, because um, he can now he's older, but when he was six or seven, he didn't. So uh, I didn't envision like running into him when I, I had my kid. Um, and sometimes like uh, I got back in back when he was a lot younger, uh, I'd go to holidays with his mum and then we would, we would split up like I do the wrestling stuff. Like I remember in WrestleMania 33 was in, when we was on Orlando, um, she took um, her own week and I took my own like two weeks. So she was there for a week. She did Disney. I had no interest in that. Um, done it all before. And she did Disney and she went home and then handed him over. So, so yeah. So basically when I said what I said, like about punching him, it was true, but I also didn't envision being there with my, with my, with my son or being filmed by a whole bunch of people, which immediately felt like a setup. He confronted me on camera from the very beginning. It wasn't, it wasn't difficult to miss. What I should have done, bearing in mind my son was right by me, was walked away, but that would have looked even worse. Had I known that the spin would be that he punked me out, uh, which is the narrative that's been put out, even though I didn't fucking move at all, because I'm there for the whole video until security comes, um, and I'm also asking him to come outside because my son's there, thinking in my own stupid head that it was justified to hit him outside because if I invited him outside and he accepted that invitation, then he accepted a fight. That's what I convinced myself. If I batted him in, into into an into an unconscious state, I still I think I would have probably still been arrested, even if he, whether he accepted an invitation or not. So I I justified it to myself by continually asking him outside, but also I didn't move. I had the argument. I said what I said, um, and security came along. For me, it was a nothing thing. It was something that would happen if somebody jumped someone, took some, you know, a busy bar. Like we've all been to busy bars, especially you know, particularly during the World Cup when England are playing, for example, uh, and someone got served before you who wasn't there before you. Right? It's a kind of confrontation you'd have um over that it was nothing it was just ver it was pure verbals and i asked him to go outside a few times where he was saying i thought you were gonna hit me i thought you were gonna hit me i was like come outside and and that's all it really was i didn't think it would be blown up into what it was um, which is insane which says a lot about this community and at the same time i'm not in a position to hit someone in a foreign country i'm especially not in a position to hit someone three hours before SummerSlam, which is the show that me and my son have come there to watch, and then Ric Flair's match the next day. I can't be in bars while my son, who's 10 at the time, is detained whilst I'm being questioned uh, during, while SummerSlam's going on. That's not that's not possible. To, that's not a position that I can ever be in. At the same time, to even add more weight to it, and this is something I've never said before, but, you know, who cares? Um, I'm not vaccinated, um, obviously, and I and you need to be to go to the US, or you need to be exempt. I'm exempt from having the vaccination. The thing that makes me exempt, or, or you know, from what I've from what I've said to get that, if I start beating someone up and show that I'm physically capable of doing that, that's going to have my exemption removed. They're going to probably turn around and say, "Hold on a minute." You got a vaccine. You're vaccine exempt on this reason, and you've gone in there and physically managed to handle yourself in this situation. Like we need to look at that again. So, and this thing was hard enough to fucking get. So I'm not gonna lose that. So there's so many reasons not to do it. Um, 
and only one reason to do it, which was to prove the marks right, uh, to, to, to shut the marks up and make sure that this narrative wasn't put out. But as I said, like, I'm stupid, so I didn't, and, and I've got pride and I didn't move anyway. Um, I, I should have done and I should have just walked away from it instantly, knowing that I should have said, my kid's here, but next time he's, but as soon as he's not, like, we'll, we'll do it. I didn't. So, you know, I already did what I felt like I needed to do to maintain respect. Obviously, when people hate you, they're not going to like, they're not going to look at that side of things anyway. They're just going to put out some fake version of it. Uh, I think the fact he was celebrating a victory about it says more about him than, than it does about me. Just the fact that he said, oh, he said he was going to hit me, but he didn't hit me. So I win and I'm going to share it on my fucking Twitter and and I'm going to get everybody to fucking go along with what I think. Look, fine. Have it. Like, have it. I didn't fucking, I didn't fucking move. And you do this for a living and I do this for a hobby. And the fact is, is that every week on a week to week basis, I get more things right than you do. It's a statistical fact that's backed up by, um, as I said, videos and timestamp posts that are out. And um, if he wants to, if he wants to go and my son's not there, then, then, then we'll fucking do it. As long as it's a proper fight. As long as I can't get deported for it or anything like that, I have no fucking issue with it. So I'd love to fucking punch that guy in the face. Um, and it actually ruined my holiday for about four or five days, just thinking about punching him, like just fucking walking around with that aggression that I couldn't get out of me um, for, for four or five days because I wanted to hit him so badly. But, you know, in the end, I think going to Florida, going to Orlando is literally the only place that I could have gone to where that would have actually gone because I probably would have held on to that a lot longer. I mean, I still have the urge to hit him now. And I, it's still something I want to get out of my system, but it wasn't the time and a place just for everything that it would have cost me for the sake of coming through with what I said I wanted to do. It's pointless and impossible as well. It, it, it was, a, it took, in my mind, it was a setup and they were trying to goad you into doing something stupid in order to fucking to fuck you over because they can't do it. He couldn't have done it any other way by actually being a legitimate fucking journalist or whatever. So he was trying to goad you into doing something stupid, like knowing that you're you're a fucking foreigner in America. Yeah, you're like, you're hey, on a way tough, man. Like... You're on a way tough, bruv. You're not going to go there and start fucking pumping people in their fucking blood. You should do. You could go there. You'd be well within your rights. He was like, "Oh, you said you was gonna hit me, right?" right. And he's like trying to go to you. You would have been, you know, we. You would have been forgiven if you wouldn't turn around and go, "Yeah, I'll come here then." But fucking quick, yeah. quick one on the chin. And I, but and I do regret not just turning around and hitting him straight away because that way he made physical contact with me, and I would have, I could have said that. Oh, I felt provoked. I, yeah. I felt intimidated, and I reacted. Immediately, like you know, but that that wasn't in my mind at the time. I wasn't bothered by it because people were touching me the whole time because of the because of the podcast. So I couldn't. I genuinely didn't think it was him um, until I turned around. But like you know, people were tapping me on the shoulder all the time for talking to me about K100. I mean, mm. he's got a lot of listeners, so it wasn't it wasn't um, a big deal to me that someone tapped me on the shoulder until it, until I saw who it was. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it was all set up. There was a lot of there was a lot of cameras around. Uh, ultimately, he wanted me to to strike him and and then press charges. But I mean, in terms of how that 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 fight would would actually go when when if it was that would have happened or if he had gone outside, 
yeah, I mean, all I can say is is is, is talking in facts. And I used to be when when I when I did Big Brother, um, there's 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 nobody that I could have. There's very few people that I could have beat up in in that in that state. Um, I was modelling at the time. I was keeping. I'm six foot two, almost six foot two, and keeping my weight at um, ten and a half stone at the time, um, which is what I was. Which is, you know, I was, I was, I was just skin and bones. So, what would happen as a result of that is obviously when you go onto television, I received was receiving a lot of female attention, which in turn, because of the venues I was going to, was receiving a lot of negative male attention. So, in order to once. I was going to places where I wasn't booked because initially I, when I came out of Big Brother, I was so busy with my bookings, like being paid to actually go to the clubs that I was always protected. Once it got to October, November time and the show was, you know, done with completely and the interest had gone away till the next year, the protection had, was not there. So I was still seen as somebody that the girls wanted to speak to and whatnot. Um, but the guys could now wait for me outside or do something in the club and the protection wasn't there so I needed to take steps to make sure that I could handle myself in those situations and there was um, self-defense classes and whatnot taken um, there was more there was there was an ink I, I wasn't I couldn't model anyway because when you model you need to be a blank face they don't want a personality behind it they certainly don't want someone who went on to Big Brother um, so my modeling stuff was done. So I was able to finally go and put on some weight. I also did that to protect myself at IPW wrestling as well and to look more the part. So, I mean, just from September to um, May, when I had my match with like Martin Stone, you can see a, a huge amount of muscle and, and weight has been put on. And that, that I'll tell you this straight, that wasn't done like cleanly. Um <laughs> Not possible, but but I mean, I needed to do all of that. So through that training and through like through that, that like self defense and weight training and everything else like that in that period to make sure that I wasn't fucked with at clubs. Like I didn't look like an easy target. I didn't look like this kind of you know skinny faggy model that they could easily beat up. And that that's and, and I may get the I I may get the birds because I've been on TV, but everybody can beat me up. So women shouldn't shouldn't sleep with me or you know to give i i i could give everybody that story when actually when i played for my football team i played football at the time um i, I was actually getting like with some horrendous tackles in in a in in a capacity where you know they could legally assault me i mean they'd get booked or they get a free kick would be given or whatever but pretty much they could legally kick me as and and they, and they love and they loved that like that was a horrible season when i like, came back and played I remember it, but um, but in in the club they can't they can't do that. But you still you know you need to be protected. Some things you can't protect yourself from, like piss thrown at me at one point, and um, someone pissed in a glass and threw it up at the balcony I was at, uh, and and once in a toilet cubicle as well. So you can't you can't do anything about that kind of stuff. But I wanted to put myself in a position where I wasn't this like easy target. So from getting back to my point, knowing that. I, I had to take care of myself because everyone almost, on, on, so not everyone, but on a nightly basis, someone, at least one person, wanted to always fight me all of the time for years. And it's happened for years. Got worse when that Katie Price story came out. Um, 
I need I I needed to take care of myself, and I and I did. I, you know, there was no situation where anything ever happened to me during that time because of the steps that I took. So I I have a feeling that's the that's the way that fight would have gone uh, because I'm I'm equipped to deal with that situation. I'm not saying that I'm a world champion in MMA or boxing or anything like that, or that I want to fight an MMA fighter or boxing or anybody. I mean, I think I could give CM Punk a good fight. Um, I, almost had, <laughs> I almost had a fight with CM Punk once, actually, and I, and I felt like I wasn't bothered if it, if it had happened. Like he, it was an argument that we had about um, him not wanting to do a photo at 2 a.m. He said, no, it's 2 a.m. And I was like, yeah, but you're up. So it's 2 a.m. So what does it matter? I said, we're all up. And he was like, oh, get the fuck away. He was like, oh, just get the fuck away from me and all this shit. And we ended up like going, going at it like verbally. Um, but yeah, that did, that didn't, that didn't bother me. And now I've seen him fight. Like I'm, I fancy my chances, but, um, <laughs> but, um, well, actually, I don't know actually, because he did do everybody a favor and, 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 and punch the young bugs or, or, and, or whoever else he did. Um, but I'm a punk fan anyway. So like, that was, that was why that was a weird one because, you know, I'm actually essentially having had an argument with one of the, with the wrestlers I really, really like, which is why I wanted the photo. Cause really it's only my son actually that has photos of wrestlers and my days of having photos of wrestlers and wanting to do that are long gone, like way in my twenties. But I really did want a, a, a photo with, with punk, uh, which was like 12 years ago. But um, yeah, ultimately as getting back to my point, sorry. Um, yeah. I think, <laughs> I would have easily been able to handle myself in that in that fight. Um, much more um, aggressive and stronger people, and more intimidating people than him have tried to fight me before. So, yeah, it's not it's what well, it's not it's not a concern, and um, it certainly wasn't a concern at that point. This whole thing where it's like, oh, you know, you, you pussied out or whatever. <sighs> Sean Ross Sapp, it's fucking Sean Ross Sapp. Like nobody. <laughs> Nobody would be scared in that situation. Like nobody, whether they're trained or not trained, whether they've been had a fight before or not had a fight before, he's just not a fucking scary person. Do you know what I mean? It's not. He would stuff. never. He would never have fought back, bro. It literally would have been. You would have lumped him once, and he would have been straight on to the popo. Oh, this guy's just fucking punched me. It would never have been a fight because he wouldn't have. That's not what he was doing. Yeah, they for. weren't after that. Yeah, I they weren't fight. after that. I envisioned me punching him. And him asking, uh, or him asking someone if he when he got up, or somebody coming over and saying, "Oh, we got you," like, or or him asking him, "Did you get that?" Did yeah, you get did you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, it was there was never there was never a fight to have. Otherwise, he would have gone outside. And you can you can clearly see it me me saying it. Like as much as they tried to edit everything I said, they haven't edited out every part of me asking them to come outside. But. Um, yeah, I mean, it's as we as we roll on, like it's not it's not solved anything. I still don't respect the guy in in any way, and I don't think when you look at his conduct on on social media, what's starting to become apparent is I'm right about him. Um, he's a fucking he's a prick. He's soft. He's disingenuous. Um, like the, the 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 thigh thing when he's married, like the thing with rubbing the thighs. There's no way oh, that yeah. was, no way that was meant for his wife. So. I mean, you can see the type of person that he really is. Not that I care that he's like that. I don't give a fuck what he's like, whether he cheats on his wife or whether he's fucking sensitive to criticism or whatever. I'm sensitive. What's this fire rubbing thing, man? I don't pay attention to him too tough. Man. Oh, yeah. So you do, yeah. See, Chris doesn't do too much of the of the Twitter stuff. So yeah, I, he, I, I think he accidentally tweeted. Quick. 
he accidentally tweeted through the Fightful account about right. rubbing someone's inner thigh or something like that. It was something weird. Like, yeah, it was just... That was a, a fucking pussy, bro. Like I say, I, that's why I don't go on Twitter too much because I just get too annoyed with people and I'll just tweet, you're a cunt or something and then end up getting our Twitter taken away. Yeah. Um, So Jordan really does control that because I can't... I don't suffer fools well and I'm, I, I'm not very diplomatic in certain situations. I'll just be like, you're a fucking dickhead, bro. You know, that would be it. <laughs> One last yeah. point on wrestlers at 2 a.m. Sorry, uh, we bumped into Riddle in Cardiff uh, at uh, around about 2 a.m. I think it was. It was 2:30, bro. Yeah. You know, and like I was, I was drunk. You weren't. You don't drink, but like I was drunk. Like Riddle was on God knows what. He was mashed, bro. He'd been <laughs> he smoking was, zoots. He had a he'd big been, grin on his face. Yeah, yeah. He'd been smoking <laughs> zoots, man. People. He was eating like. He was eating McDonald's, McDonald's chips, McDonald's man. McDonald's I, I, jails, trust yeah, me, yeah. if anyone knows what people look like when they've got the munchies, it's me, bro. He was <laughs> he was throwing them chips down his face. like He was like, yeah, man, what's going on? Just eating the chips. And he was happy to take the photo as well. So, yeah, he was, yeah. Uh, he was cool, man. He was all right. He was all right. Yeah, I hope the... Um, he, he needs to change some things, but I hope the... The, the recent, the recent like, violation and whatnot doesn't change him too much because, like, we... we me, me and my buddy, we do hang out with him, and um, you know it's always like good time. But um, he does cut things quite close to the edge um, with, with with some of the stuff. I mean, weed's fine now. Um, I think. I was going to say, they, do they not get tested for that now? Then, or they, uh, are they no? Uh, you're, you're nearly you're nearly cool with that. Nearly on every state, there's just you know a few that that, that where you can't buy it. Right. Uh, buying weed. But I've managed to smuggle over here um, as well. Like I bought so much of it over there. Like I, I like pre rolls, still can't roll. Um, so like I, I bought like a ton of pre rolls from uh, uh, from Orlando, Nashville as well. Uh, where else did I? Uh, New York. Uh, New York was uh, New Jersey was where I was the first. The first when I first landed, I was there for about four or five days. Yeah, the stuff I got from New Jersey, including the gummies. Uh, they give you the best sleep I've ever had, like the gummies. I, I, I desperately would like to get another 30, 40 of those, uh, knock you straight out. I mean, like, you, you can't even stay awake if you try to. Um, but, um, yeah, the point, the, yeah, the point is, is that, yeah, he, he's, he, he's fun and he, he, he will do that. And, he, you know, he likes to dabble in, in other things that, um, that, that you can get out of your system. But, um, well, well we, 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 oh, sorry. Go on, go on. I was gonna say we we saw him at at two thirty in the morning. He was he was inebriated. He was he was he was in a he was so still was jolly, I, so. but he was in a. But then we saw him the next night at the show, and he performed, bro. He was he he was you know yeah, absolutely. Great match, yeah. He was on point. His match was great. Yeah, and that that's what I mean. Like in terms of um. In, in terms of like smoking the weed and and and, and drinking and whatnot, um, and and, any, and anything else he wants to do, like it doesn't affect his performance. It doesn't even affect him when you're actually around. Like so, when, when we when we've when we've spoken to him or or or, or, or been out with him or whatever, um, he doesn't. He's not affected by it at all. So there is that that tolerance that tolerance there uh, from it. But I feel that now. Um, things will things will change because he's. I think creatively, he's not moved in the direction that he was going to go into, uh, that he was planned to go into because of the injury to Orton, um, and now um, I'm not sure that he'll be brought back 
um, in the same part of the card or maybe he'll need to work his way up the card and it's almost undone a lot of the work. So I don't know if um, if Matt Riddle has has goals to, to be higher up the card for wrestling reasons, but I certainly know for financial reasons, just from what his child support is alone, because um, I don't think he got a good deal in divorce, he needs another contract. Um, and needs that con- needs another another big five year contract, and that will only come if you remain in a prominent position on the card. So I I believe that with with all that that you will see a clean up from him, um, which which is unfortunate in some ways, but also not because I do feel that if you are going to exist in the in the, in, the, in the current WWE where the partying is kind of gone, I remember a conversation I had with El- Alberto De Rio. Um, and he told me that he regrets coming to the WWE. Um, he didn't need to go there. He didn't come for the money. He was the highest paid person in Mexico. He came for the partying. He came to party across the USA. It was the only reason that he came to the WWE was for the parties. And um, he said, everybody's a fucking pussy. He said, nobody goes out anymore. Um, he, he said, you know, Drew, Drew's cool. Three M, all the 3MB guys are cool. They come out. Um, but there was very much a case of at the time CM Punk had divided the locker room, and that was a that was a turning point. CM Punk's push was a turning point because a lot of people don't know this, but even John Cena would go out and drink, uh, not as much because of his commitments. But yeah, we've been told about John. We, yeah. yeah, we got told by Santino Morella that he's a fucking animal. Yeah, so on the on the on the big cities on a big night. Uh, you know WrestleMania parties uh, on 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 UK tours. Yeah, Cena would Cena would party and he would pay as well. Like he would he would pick up the the tab and everything. Like so he was a he was really really popular locker room leader. Once we saw that had that like sort of transition where where Punk was pushed alongside him, you had this divide of these you know the new people that were coming through. Um, kind of started to live more like the more like Punk. And what's weird is you had the Shield guys on that side of things, and they sort of evolved into the leaders afterwards. Rollins doesn't drink, even Ambrose. Like um, I know he recently had the whole like issue with alcohol or whatever, but when he was on the WWE side of things, he was relatively on the on the on the cleaner side of things, as was as was Roman, uh, and as was um, a lot of the, the the new people that came through. So the drinking culture just basically was eviscerated or the party culture was just eviscerated along with like the you know the the um the push of the women as well so but but this is like way back even in 2000 this is 2000 and uh shit 2013 where there well well when i met when i was talking to del rio he was already he was a fucking champion he's the world heavyweight champion and he said i regret coming here um this is i only came to party I, the money the money's no different to what i get in mexico i'm already the richest higher paid person there and he goes this this fucking sucks everybody here sucks um so so yeah i mean that that's that's the interesting thing but like you know riddle your riddles and your damien priests and a few other guys i'm not going to like implicate anyone but um you know they're, they're bringing that they're trying to bring that back um uh, now but then you also have these people like so when when i was um hanging out with with, with riddle and we uh, we were done smoking and whatnot, and I was leaving my leaving my room. Charlotte Flair knew what room I came out of, and shot me the dirtiest look I've ever had from any girl. And I've had some dirty looks. <laughs> oh, he's got. Oh no! Oh damn! 
<laughs> what a thing to end on what, what for him finish. to drop what out. A... Shit. Oh, um, I don't know whether his battery went or something. Maybe, or... maybe his battery went or, or or something like that. Um. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That is a madness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anything can happen here uh, man, on this show. I mean, it, it's it's just I love having Billy on, man. I just I yeah, that like, is. He, he just goes. He just he, he just goes, man. He goes off, and it's you know, we 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 have people from from both ends of the 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 spectrums in wrestling. We have people. From this side, and you know, the, the the wide, the wide guys, and and the more down the line guys, um, and Billy is a favourite man because he, you know, and like he says, dude, he's not very often wrong about what he says because he doesn't really speculate on things that he doesn't have information on. He won't speak on it if he doesn't know. So, um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Such a such a wild finish to a wild chat, like it's... that's crazy, bro. So he comes out of the Charlotte Flair shoots him a dirty look. And well, do you he's... reckon? Do you reckon she's straight edge? I reckon. I reckon Vince and them got hold of the call, cut him off. Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> pull it, pull it. Don't let him say anymore. God damn it. Go home, pal. Go <laughs> that's enough, pal. <laughs> hey, he's back, Yago. <laughs> there we go that's fucking great man I mean yeah this is one of those we're live pal moments oh we're my live. phone my, my phone my phone died uh, yeah, no, yeah, we thought so. it did yeah I wasn't expecting to be on for two hours sorry, sorry bro again but we, we love having you on we've just said like we, we fucking love having you on because there's no like you know, airs and graces. It's like we just love listening to you talk. We love fucking just occasionally just, you know, dropping the occasional thing in here and there because you, you know, you're entertaining, bro. And that is the whole fucking point. Like, you know, you you're you don't speculate on stuff that you don't have a certain amount of information on. But that again comes from the betting as well, because you're not gonna put money on something that you haven't fully researched or have information on. If you're like, no. you know, I used to bet on horses quite a bit, which is the worst thing you can ever fucking bet on um, because they're animals and they, you know, but there is form that you will study and you, that you will put your money where you have, you've got your information and stuff. So this is why we love it, man, when you're on, because it's there's, great. There's, there's, yeah. There's form and there's obviously like um, weather, which can influence. That's right. How, how to go in, yeah. Absolutely, man. Uh, Jockeys, um, yeah. yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I think I was literally just about to finish that story because it, it was done. Um, I was just saying, yeah, Charlotte shot me the dirtiest look because she knew she knew where I'd been, she knew what I'd been doing, and that kind of tells you the divide because she's obviously on that clean living side of things and um, going to bed early. I mean, she was getting up as we were going to bed, so <laughs> you know, so this was at, this is at seven. Um, so Riddle's, you know, at this point, he's only going to get three or four hours sleep. But and the reason I'm not burying anybody here or getting anyone in trouble because he's already been done for it. Yeah. So it's been it's it's in the past. What he did with when you know hanging out with us or 
you know, with this porn star girl or whatever he was busted for, it's in his past and he's got the rehab for it. So it's not something that we can't talk about. I didn't speak about it before and we would be having this conversation had he been not busted because, yeah. because I would have done everything to protect my, 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 my friend, but he has been. So everybody knew what he was doing and it would just be interesting to see what happens moving forward. If it hasn't changed him at all, I'm not going to come on here and say he hasn't. <laughs> I'll see what happens next time <laughs> I see him, and and um, and if it's like it was or if it isn't. But nobody will ever know. All we know now is what the past was, and I can tell you that I've been around that. And um, yeah, maybe it will be different now. I don't know. Hey, thank you so much, Billy, for jumping on with us. We can't, you know, we're super, we're so grateful that you've given us the yeah a couple of more hours. Like it's. Uh... We we can't thank right. you we enough. Yeah, we don't do it very often, so like I might as well give you like as much time as possible. But I don't mind anyway. When there's not there's not many people doing um, there's, there's not there's not there's not many people like there's 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 a few. If there wasn't a like-minded audience, that I'd have no audience. But it's it the problem is is that the comment the negative comments of people who are offended by everything will always. Because they're looking to be offended, they're always more, more vote, more vocal. It's a and loud minority, is, loud minority. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, I probably have way more fans than, than than haters, and same for you guys as well. Otherwise, all of us we wouldn't be able to have podcasts or content, and nobody would ever find us. But I find that the that the people, and I guess that's what makes them cool. Like the cool people, the cool casual people, they're not really looking to be on youtube chats or make comments or write emails and all that kind of thing that's what makes them cool yeah and it would be cool as well it, it would be more helpful if they were more responsive if they were more supportive if they did battle back against you but you can't argue you can't cry about that because that's what makes them that them cool like they they just want to fucking listen to some content maybe our our listeners are in the gym Maybe they're going for a run. Maybe they're listening to us in a car journey when they're going to work. And maybe they don't want to get involved in the toxic bullshit of of arguing in the comment sections and all that and whatnot. And that's fine. Um, but yeah, once once I, I, I find people that are on the same level, I, I don't mind having a chat for longer. No, we appreciate it, man, because fucking hell, we, we, we really do love these chats because, again, you are on the same wavelength and we, we do find that, you know, we, we do get people occasionally message us. We've got people that we speak to on the regular that are fans of ours. And they say, look, you know, when we listen to you, we feel like we're just talking to our pals or we're listening to our pals, like just talking about shit, which is a, a great place to be for us. So, you know, it's um great to have you on again. Um, Great to hear about your views on what's going on in WWE at the minute. Um, And, you know, who knows, man, fucking... <laughs> if WWE do get sold to the Saudi Arabians at some point, um, you know we will probably be proven right. That we'll we'll no see you in Jeddah, leave. mate. Yeah, we'll see you in. We'll see you in Jeddah. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be over there. But before, if you know, if nothing happens, then we'll see you. We will hopefully see you in, in, at Money in the Bank, and we'll we'll buy you a drink, man. You know, we definitely owe you one. Oh, we owe you. A, we owe you a drink. Owe you two now, yeah. Dude, fucking hell! I'll bring a pre-roll. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have a I'll have a burger at Gordon Ramsay's with you. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, nice man, nice. Gordon nice. Ramsay, yeah. Sweet. No. Cheers, Billy. Take care. Cheers, Listen, take care, man. Nice one, mate. Cheers, guys. Bye. Hey, man, super cool. Bye, super cool. Yeah. Um, Bye, we, you know, we let him go, but you know, 
for the finish, you can catch Billy, you know, doing his stuff, his, you know, his lockbetting.com, you know, the dirty sheets, the dirty sheets sheets. podcast. Yeah. That, That podcast where you can hear longer versions. I didn't know this of the podcast that he's done or whatever that's been edited down by stuff at K100, which, you know, is wild as well. Bro, I'm just gassed he's going to watch the fucking Billy Jack Haynes interview, bro. He's like, I'm going to put that on now, bro. What have I done? Like, he's going to be delving into that shit. I fucking love it, mate. Like, yeah. that that's my shit. Um, we haven't I mean, done one of these super long ones in a while, have we? No, we haven't. But again, we, we want to, you know, we've had, we've had people say to us that, you know, because that, because other oh man, let, let me let me try and be diplomatic about this, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, let me try and yeah. Uh I can't do this right now. No, no, yeah. listen. So <laughs> let, let me try and be diplomatic. We've had shit from other other podcasts or other creators saying that we must be paying people to come on here with us. And first of all, we have never paid no one. For nothing, Not and you know we we it's you know you know can't pay take it away yeah but you know what I mean we we just we we don't approach people in that way we don't approach people saying you know because the way we look at it is you get a different kind of chat from people if they're doing it of their own free will yeah. and uh, as a gesture of goodwill as well because the way we approach people and the way that we let them talk on here is different you know we don't can be themselves yeah you know they can be themselves we, we and that's, don't... that's something we prove with you know chats with jasmine sinclair you know and god go back into the list of names of people that said whatever the fuck they wanted for two hours or more yeah, yeah. you know eric watts and all that like just being themselves yeah, and that's all. Long we want. form. That's all, we, that's all we love, man. Like people, genuine people, being themselves, talking about their experiences, what they've done, what they've seen, or what they know. And in this case, with Billy, it's what he knows and what he's heard. And yeah, the man spitting facts. It's the the way that people. He's just been on here for over two hours, with us, right? And even when he was on last time, he was like, "Oh, I've only." I've only got a little bit, lads, but whatever. And he was still on for an hour and a half last time. He was like, no, nah, no, nah, don't worry. I've just text, I've texted him and just said I'm gonna crack on. You know, the geezer's been at the football the weekend. He's been he went to Spurs yesterday. Is, yeah. He's back now. He's been out with his lad playing football or whatever. And he's you know, the guy, the guy just the 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 fact that we get people on here that feel like they can just talk is is why we do it. You know, we don't, we don't. We, we don't try and spin our own narrative of what we want people to say or how we want people to come across. We just are happy for anyone to come on and just... He, and again, he's corroborated another fact that we got told in our first interview by Santino Morella that... Yeah, John, that John the, Cena, the yeah. John Chayner, the John Chayner, love he's an animal, bro. He can be a savage on the beers and that. You know what I mean? So that is another corroborated story from two people there, like our first interview and our most recent interview, they're coming together, you know, come together like butt cheeks. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that, that was, I just feel, 
don't you feel like it's it, what we're doing is worth it? Do you know what I mean? Like, we we don't get paid for this shit. We don't care about fucking we monetization. Care, we care little for your patrons. That's or, right, bro. Allow you know, your paywall, blood. Yeah, like, it's just you know, it's it's other people's bag. It's other people's hustle. It's not ours. Wait till we get our OnlyFans, yeah, and then you've got oh, you can yeah. you can pay us like. Ten pound a month for a picture of our arseholes or something. You know what I mean? Like we'll be we'll be dishing out like ten by eights. We sending them out of our fucking chocolate starfish. Um, pictures of us asking if people were you know like the movies of Jude Law. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Metrosexual. That's all it is. Like in Jude Law. Um, so, yeah. Let's let's uh, let's wrap this up. We've got to thank Billy again for being such a guy. Just giving us a couple of hours of his of his knowledge. But and... time is time is precious as well for people, bro. True. You know, when you've got a family and you're trying to hustle and you're as busy as Billy is with lockbetting.com, with yeah. a dirty sheets podcast, with keeping it 100, two hours of his time is precious. It's bro. valuable, yeah. It's valuable. And the fact that he's just given us that because he 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 likes us, you know what I mean? Because we get on. You know, and you know, it's it's we we feel blessed with that. And like I say, we do want to thank Billy yet again for for jumping on and just being a ledge. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, super grateful. Uh, if you don't already know, you should know by now. But you know, on YouTube, of course, you can see our lovely faces. You've just sat through and listened to us chat with Billy, like again. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, do the ting. Be that, be that person. You know, Billy's, Billy's talking about like-minded people, you know, and yes, you know, the people that listen to this show are likely the coolest motherfuckers out there. But, you know, give us that interaction. Say, tell us who you are. Tell us what you're doing. Tell us why you do it. That, you know, there are people that do it. There point. are people that do it. Yeah, that, that is a good point. And Billy does make a good point. It is the vocal minority who are always moaning, whinging and pissing about stuff. That's that business but, he was talking about with woke stuff. Yeah, like yeah. he's a loud minority. Yeah. Because regular people and regular cool people just aren't interested. They just want to get about it. That's right. They want to listen to the podcast. They they will message us on the snide and just go, boys, what you're doing is cool. We really enjoy listening to you. You know, you help us on our way to work or blah, 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 blah. We have one guy we chat to all the time. Um, you know, so it, it's uh, it, it would be nice if the cool kids every now and again say would, hi. would say hi. You know yeah. what I mean? So if you are listening, just put in the comments, just put something, just go, you know, if you like it, if you don't like it. Just yeah, if you don't like it, tell us what you tell us what you don't like. We we yeah. we're not we're not you know we're not afraid of criticism. You know, it, it don't matter. Like it's cool. Like if you think they're saying we should be doing differently or do you think we can do better, then go for, like tell us. Yeah. Yeah. But in that mind, you know, like if you're listening as well, like because you know there's the soulful voices, you know, can really really get to you. I think. Right. Listening to these baritones. Close the door. <laughs> Let me give you what you've been waiting for. You know, yeah. And, and I'm not going to make Chris run through every last listening station you can find us because it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's Podbean, Spotify, Deezer, <laughs> Castbox, 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, everywhere you can get your fucking podcast from. You can listen to myself and Jay Bizzle. You can you can hear us. We'll be coming in your ears wherever you can find us. Oh, like Chorley FM, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you are listening, you know, drop a five star, drop a four star if you want. If you don't like it, don't like it that much, you know, drop just drop a star, drop a rating. Drop Tell a us, star, bro. Say say hi. Do what you're doing. Like we are always grateful that you've listened, you've got this far, or you've watched and you've seen our faces all this time. You know, Chris had some camera trouble earlier. It would have been way funnier if that was going on, but it didn't. It held out. So we're we're thrilled. <laughs> yeah, we're thrilled. <laughs> My camera is doing some weird shit earlier, man. We are our January is not finished. No, we man, we've got, got like, another hey, guest. We we've got another hot one coming in a couple of days. Um yes, we are. We are on one this January. We are we are hitting you with every with both barrels. Right. And lock stock the fucking lot. Yeah. So for now. We say thank you. We thank Billy for joining us. You know, do what you got to do. Hit any buttons that you want. Slap the bells. Like we always say, butter our parsnips. Definitely butter our parsnips. But also as well, support our guests as well, man. Support us. Support our guests. Get on lock betting. Have a look at the dirty sheets. Listen to K100. If you want the wrestling news that is, you know, good for you. Yeah. And isn't sheet-based nonsense? Even check him out. Because he knows all, what all, he's we, all we can about. ask of you. Is, is Wait, a, it, form your own opinion. Yeah, you know. But listen to our first uh, interview with Billy as well. He's our first returning guest on that the is, show. That is something. Yeah, so he's the first guy to be on here two times. You know, like giving it the old Fuji's one time. <laughs> Two time, yeah, you know I mean, so he's been on here now twice. So, you know, we obviously, you know, want to thank Billy again, but go and check out his shit because in the first interview, he tells you how he's able to get his news. He's not just a, a hearsay kind of guy, like, he knows a lot of guys in the business. He's on the podcast with Conan, Disco Inferno, every week. Yeah, you know, he's there in the wrestling world, he knows what's going on. It's, uh, Why we have him yeah. on? You know I mean, so let's say goodbye for now because you know, in a few days' time, we got something else for you. We got something. Oh, else we up we have come. Thing. We Santa's come late this year for you guys. You know, it, mate. <laughs> um, he, he still had stuff in his sack ready to dump on y'all, and oh, uh, yeah. we're dumping on you. If if we didn't mention someone's balls, normally it's Chris's, but you know, we've uh, <laughs> we've got someone else's balls on it this time. Right. <laughs> Santa's sack, baby. So yeah, let's let's do it. Let's say goodbye for now. Um I'm JB. I'm super grateful that you've listened to us for this. And next to me, the best Chris in all of wrestling podcasts. Give it up one time, two time for Mr. Chris Dredd. <laughs> yes, yes. We will see you very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Peace.